1: Also, if you're a minor, please check with your parent and or guardian, as you need to have permission to listen to these podcasts. We will potentially talk about violent subject matter, sexual content, and difficulties human beings face on their day-to-day lives in recovery. Alright, so tonight I've got Mike and Catherine here, and... They're going to talk about some stuff that I have no knowledge of, and I, I started to they started to tell us when Heather and I went for dinner with them, and I just knew we had to talk because I don't know enough about this stuff.
2: Well, Dave, it's kind of um, I don't think a lot of people know enough about this stuff actually. Yeah. So I wouldn't I don't think you should feel bad about it, but I think that um, we have to talk about it. Mm. Yeah, and I was yeah. thinking on our way over here that. Um I think it was a year ago like really quickly or maybe t- to the day that I w- did my podcast.
1: That's you're right. It's not that far. It's off.
2: not that maybe a weekend away or something. Yeah. I don't know anyway. So that's kind of neat. It's really Just neat. to see how the last yeah. year's kind of gone by.
3: Yeah, this is my first podcast. So I'm kind of excited to uh Oh
2: to cool be man. There. Yeah.
1: Well, excellent. So then why don't you start us off and tell us about the in the desert. God
2: dang it. Oh, so Contact in the Contact desert.
1: in the Desert because, yeah, I have no idea. And it sounded like super cool. I kind of wanted to go. <laughs> okay.
3: So I guess we'll kind of advertise for them for a sec. If, so, yeah, if you want to. Uh, contact in the Desert is like a disclosure conference. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have uh, like secret military disclosures. So stuff that's in black ops. So yeah. stuff that's not made public. They're going to talk about stuff that's leaked out. They're going to st- talk about recent disclosure from government disclosure we're going to talk about esoteric disclosure so like ancient philosophies ancient mm-hmm. teachings um, like the where the arcanum came from back in Egypt different modalities of thought
1: yeah you have to remember i am totally ignorant so um so
2: it'll
3: come to me in a moment mm.
2: the other, the other thing is a, a conference deals with it. I think it's been around for a number of years, not as sophisticated or elaborate as it it has been recently. Like they've moved into a hotel. My understanding beforehand was that it was literally people showing up in the desert, camping and, you know, and having a real grassroots movement of of whistleblowers within the um, geopolitical and military and government community. Um, sharing their stories about what they've experienced in these um, secret black op programs, Mm -hmm. including everything from um, Area 51 and, um, and as Mike said, um, you know the real or the what some would call like the true history that we are not taught about Egypt, about Mm -hmm. the formation of our planet, or the species within on the planet on. Above, within the planet, so it's a it's an entirely like once you go down one of these um, rabbit holes, you get lost into a vortex of just endless amounts of information, mm. and they can go as it can go as dark as um, child trafficking and sacrificing, to um, as light as you know um, how do we ascend as human beings in terms and. And become absolutely like light, light body, blissful entities. Mm-hmm. So that's right. kind of what's preoccupied at our our, um, our our I guess education or our, our experience. Our seeking for the past number of years. Mike and I met. Um, I think when we were both Mike was further into this community than I was, uh-huh. um, but my seeking through AA. Um, and needing a deeper understanding of my spirituality brought me to, um, a a different understanding of what our world is actually all about. And, um, and there was nobody else to talk to. So it was kind of funny that Mike and I met, um, kind of right when we needed to, because he was really into this kind of stuff and I was too. And none of our friends really were, they thought we were kind of crazy.
1: Mm -hmm. How... Can I ask a question about that? Just just out of curiosity, like, how is it when you start talking about it? Because, look, I, I have no idea what's true and what's not. I, I am fully aware that I don't know, right? I'm pretty sure we're not alone. But what's it like, though, when you're talking to your friends and stuff and, and to feel that kind of – like, it's almost like a rejection, right? Like, of is that harder to talk about? Sometimes. With, yeah?
2: Yeah, it's de- definitely been a learning curve. I mean, I, mean, I think that we are um, – in terms of all the information out there like there are certainly giants out there that we defer to that we've learned mm. from like the David Wilcox um Graham Hancock like the people I like who her, are her, yeah. the people who are really that you know who are the who really know the, this stuff and we just um, you know we're you know in some ways just regurgitating what it is that they've mm-hmm. uncovered in their scholars their scholarship so um, but it's been, um, over the past three or so years, I think we've gotten better at accepting that people aren't where um, where you are, where we're at. Yeah, which is I'm not, we're not saying that we're any better than or worse than. We're just mm. we just have different information. But as as more of it is being leaked in, as mainstream more of mainstream adopts that what we are talking about, that what it is that we're talking about. Um, we get, we get the, oh, did you see what, you know, what CTV said or, mm. or what mainstream and what's Q all about? And, you know, cause now it's becoming mainstream. And so people are looking to us now to help explain what it is they're hearing Yeah, from a different perspective because a CNN perspective or a CTV perspective is you want to be, you need to be very discerning, mm-hmm. even, you know, even though they're reporting on it, what are they reporting?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Anyway, I'm taking up all of time. Well, they're the going to they're
1: going to rep- they're going to record most likely what's popular and what's most believed or well, what in the they're society, told, right?
2: What like- they're told to, because they're owned by American media corporation mm. and 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 um, they're controlled by the powers of this world, and so their their message comes from high up, and so that's why when you're on Facebook, you'll see every once in a while um, different anchors from around the globe or mm. around American television, anyway saying the exact same soundbite yeah. at the same time. And so that is, um, that's what they're told to say. And they will sit on stories and they don't, and journalism I think has generally gotten watered down because they don't ask the hard questions. They might report what you've told them to mm. report, but they're not asking the deeper questions. And so citizen journalism is what is actually taking over mm-hmm. the, the the, um, and the creation of the internet has been so, so important in that endeavor because it's put together a platform for people to access any information that you want to access. And really, if you don't, it's, it's really a choice to remain ing- ignorant mm-hmm. in this day and age, right? Yeah. It's so easy to get information. What's not easy is discerning what is the truth.
1: Yeah, like how much, so you've been doing this a little bit longer than Catherine. So like how much bad information is there? which makes it difficult to ascertain what's real, right? Like
3: yeah, I th- I I don't know. I think there's a whole bunch of information whether it's bad or not. I don't know. I think there's a whole bunch of what I would call limited information. Mm. So like it's like when the mainstream media talks about these tic-tacs at these Air Force fighters. Yeah, saw. I just saw and a, a sure. podcast on it. Yeah. Yeah, so they're they're talking about it in a way that is going to focus your attention on what is it um are, is it human is it not human? Mm. Um, so you're going to focus your attention away from the, one of the main one of the main things that is the biggest issue for humanity to face is that if these vehicles came from another star or planet system, mm-hmm. they didn't come here with fossil fuels they, they came here with a technology that when it when we fully accept that and understand that where we're not driving cars we're mm. not flying in airplanes we're not burning fossil fuels as a fuel any longer Mm -hmm. and so if you look at our entire global economic and geopolitical structure is almost solely based around fossil fuels and hydrocarbon energy Mm -hmm. so no one knows how that plays out um and i think that's the biggest thing so there could be bad information sure there could be Mm -hmm. people lying you know there could be people saying things that they don't know for certain and portraying it as certainty But I, my thought is, if you if you just consume enough information, mm-hmm. that the underlying truth
2: is there. Okay, and then you know everyone's gonna because you're gonna get it from different sources, corroborating um, testimony from various sources. That mm-hmm. after yeah. a while, and and also I think the more you be, you kind of have like a bullshit test, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you can kind of go, huh, this doesn't seem right to me. Yeah. And you learn to think, okay, what's the angle here? You know, if mainstream media is coming out with, um, like this recent one, you know, with um, uh, uh, Trump killing that general, the Mm -hmm. Iranian general. Like, we don't know really what this person did, Mm -hmm. but it seems to be okay to kill him without a trial or or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And when you have multiple sources that like cnn fox or any mainstream outlets and they're all singing the same tune Mm -hmm. you got to think okay well what's the actual real story here and what's behind trump making that taking that order out um and i and it and it's and i think what what the disclosure community is trying to get at is for people is to ask the questions like, what Mm -hmm. is this about? Because it's not about what you're being told it's about. It's something different underneath. And it's whether it's um, a a quid pro quo deal that Trump is making with Russia or whatever, you know, like there's something beneath what it is Mm -hmm. that we're being told. And, um, and I think that generally what the disclosure movement is about is it's, it's bringing to light this information that has been so readily accessible that has been brought to us a lot through whistleblowers and a lot through people mm-hmm. doing a lot of research like archaeologists doing their research um, and putting these hypotheses out there that um we're just mainstream or the government controlled narrative doesn't want us to know about mm-hmm. and it touches and, it, and it, i think it all relates back to what mike was talking about and it's, it's how our economy is driven. And it's, if the powers be the cabal, and I'll throw that name up, that general description out there and Mike can maybe explain what it is, but- I was gonna ask. <laughs> so Mike will explain what it is, but, okay. but really when you look at the power structure, they, they wanna make money. And, mm. and so until they figure out how to use this technology, this anti-gravity, technology um, to that is free in terms of and I always have to, it's free in terms of doesn't consume resources like mm-hmm. fossil fuels, for instance um, and it's pollution free as well. Mm-hmm. So when you have a different source of technology that has been readily available for a long time like we're talking at least hundred years ago Nikolai Tesla created and invented this stuff and it's been suppressed by JP Morgan. Uh, and the likes since then, because they have a vested interest in um, in one making money, but they also have a depopulation agenda. And uh-huh. so, it, like you almost so wait, have
1: to. Wait, Tesla p- had an anti-gravitational engine.
2: Well, Is that what, sorry, I a, just missed. He that. had a technology to um, transmit electricity wirelessly. Mm, okay. Back a hundred years ago. Right. So now we're holding, you know, Mike always says, you know, we hold a supercomputer in our hand mm-hmm. and we're still driving combustion vehicles.
4: Yeah. yeah.
2: Like yeah. It doesn't make sense. So where yeah. and so what we've learned is to follow the money, like follow yeah. the money.
3: So yeah. Tesla's primary invention that got him in the most trouble um, was he was pulling energy out of the ether or out Mm. of the vacuum flux, or out of the atmosphere. Basically, you're using the Earth as a magnet, and of course it's rotating, right? So you have Mm -hmm. a rotating magnet, and then you have a coil. Mm. right? So that's every electrical generation almost ever and forever is based on a rotating magnet or a rotating coil, Mm -hmm. and a coil and a magnet. So he he generated enough power, I think it was uh, early in the 1900s, where he knocked out a Westinghouse Power Generating Station. So he uses some power to, to power up his system mm-hmm. at Widencliffe. and then he knocked out a Westinghouse Power g- Station. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was generating enough power to oversupply the entire grid in wow. that area. Yeah. And he wasn't burning a fuel. He was taking it right out of the atmosphere. So what was he doing that? Basically, the Earth is a magnet, Yeah, and it's rotating. And then he, he erected a coil. So the coil is up. Okay, in so the he atmosphere. created a coil. Yeah. Yeah. So he just built the coil and put it up on a tower. Yeah. And then the rest is just the natural dynamics of the, the Earth's electromagnetic system, and then its of course is grounded to the Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a, that was a major problem. Then wireless electricity. He worked on uh, directed energy weapons, which are now real. The U.S. military is openly um, using them. Mm-hmm um he worked on anti-gravity. Yeah. Um a lot of those things although we know he worked on it, it's not available because when he died he lived in a hotel mm-hmm. and it was by himself. Uh the US government confiscated all of his materials. Yeah. There is a there is a um a museum somewhere mm-hmm. that I'd like to go to to see what is publicly available yeah.
1: but, What's yeah. the museum?
3: Um it's just a museum of Tesla's oh, okay. works because yeah. not all of it was confiscated, and he did a lot yeah. of publishing early on. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's like lots of patents and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, going back a bit, what's a cabal? with that? All oh, a okay.
3: cabal is so it's a mafia, but mm. when it's politics, then it's called cabal. So oh, it's okay. just a group of people that nefarious <coughs> that work together toward a nefarious agenda. Mm-hmm. So they conspire. Yeah in their own favor yeah
2: so one of the things that um thank you
3: so the cabal is yeah is the 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 group of uh 13 people um that run this planet Mm. and they they run there's multiple factions so the biggest faction is one of the biggest factions would be the the faction that operates through the bank of international settlement so Mm. that's going to be most of uh western culture um and any sort of Western banking system, mm-hmm. and then there are uh, other societies like different color White Dragon societies yeah. that operate in Asia, and then there's some independent nations like Iran, who's not a member of the BIS. So there there are different different um, agendas, different people. Mm-hmm. But when I think Catherine refers to the cabal, it's the people controlling Western society, Western mm-hmm. banking. Bank of International Settlement, NATO, these types
2: of things. Yeah. And the people, the, the families that you would hear in the in the news would be the Rothschilds, Rockefellers, mm-hmm. Clintons.
4: Yeah,
2: um, I was gonna say definitely the monarchy Clintons. to you know the monarchies yeah. <clears throat> um, in Europe, and so um, the Kazarian mafia is mm-hmm. also so, and it's these families who have run the world for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and invented the fiat, you know, Babylonian ma- magic money system mm. that we have now, and in, in the whole notion of interest and collecting and um, interest, and so, um, and they're they're actually the um, they own the Federal Reserve. Mm. So the Federal Reserve in the United States is not a government institution; it's owned by a, a, a private group of companies and families. Mm. And so, um, who have a very specific interest that is not in humanity's best interest.
1: Mm-hmm. What's their specific interest? Well, I mean, are, I could say greed, but...
2: There are their on own. On the for, surface level. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. But there's an esoteric belief structure that is, is part of their belief system as well. Mm-hmm. So that it can be boiled down to a duality of service to self and service to others. Mm-hmm. So they are the service to self. And in that, in order to create that structure, you need to have an elite. So they are the elite. So they feel that they're above other people.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And then, so then the population, if, you're not, if you don't know that you're in that group, then you are chattel. So you are in servitude mm-hmm. to, to, so their, are the to, to their interest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then from an esoteric point of view, the different... Uh, factions within this control structure have different beliefs Mm -hmm. Um, some of them literally worship lucre as in lucre as in lucifer Mm -hmm. as in uh, all of these negative or demonic connotations around money money just being power being energy um, that they'll actually set a place at the table for them hit for lucre and this is like their deity um, some of them might worship Baal, some mm-hmm. of them might worship Moloch. Um, so Baal is like the child sacrifice one.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Moloch is like the giant owl. It also has the uh, sacrifice of care. Um, so you have these sort of darker forces that go back thousands and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Um, many of them believe that you can have a ceremony. Kubrick made a movie with some of this ceremony mm-hmm. in it. Where you can call upon uh, these dark entities or demons um, the lower density beings and that you can influence them to do your bidding um, in the law of one series they talk about these beings being of a lower density so they can be controlled mm-hmm. it's all service to self so within that structure it's all a power structure so the community would not be like our own community yeah and if you're not in that community, you we w- we wouldn't even know how to really think what that community mm-hmm. would be like. Um, generally, it would be like ritualized uh, abuse and torture mm-hmm. from the time you're a child, um, and that would just be preparation for their role in society yeah. as they see it. Uh, we would consider it torture and abuse. They would consider it more like just training. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really is like a separate human population within this population, within the planet or on the planet.
2: And then what they do is, you know, in, in their mission to make money or, or in control, have power and control that they do, you know, that they've, you know, infiltrated the pharmaceutical industry, Mm -hmm. media, Hollywood, um, food industry, every single industry. Right. And so, um, you know from a very cynical but i think very realistic pr- perspective as i mentioned we are debt slaves to these people mm-hmm. right so we have been convinced that it's normal we, we should we should um um covet the corporation mm-hmm. whose only mandate is um profit shareholder profit uh, that's their fiduciary duty is shareholder profit And um, that we, you know, let's keep them distracted. When I say them, us, distracted through, you know, the gladiators in the Saddle Dome and the shiny lights in the Hollywood kind Mm -hmm. of programming and television programming, and um, keep them in fear, keep them continuously owing us Mm -hmm. through the creation of this credit system, right? Debit and credit, this debt crisis that we're in and um and convince them that they're not good enough so that mm. they can just continue to consume and consume and consume and buy 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 for the to attain you know the mm. what it is that we've been fed we need to buy botox or whatever yeah. it is and so um that's really how i see the world now and you know i think that it led you know your podcast trad- traditionally is about addiction and i think that um this knowledge, like uh, when I first started heavily drinking, I w- I felt like I I was in a deep depression. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had no idea who I was. I was about twenty six years old, and I had I had binge drink before in my in my earlier years. But um, really, when I my depression hit, was in, I was about twenty six or twenty seven, and um, you know I had. I'd gone to law school, i had gotten married, I'd done everything that I was supposed to mm-hmm. have done by society's standards, um, but I wanted to kill myself. And that, to me, is just fucked right up. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think a lot of us feel that way. I think a lot of us mm-hmm. feel so out of place on this planet because we are told this bullshit. I mean, like, you know, singers have sung, like, Pink Floyd, I was listening to Brick in the Wall" today, and it's just like, I, you know, it's... We've known this, mm-hmm. but we've, for whatever reason, the the grip of manipulation is such a tight hold on us. Mm-hmm. And we're so tired at the end of the day after we're running around from our nine to five job, picking up our kids from school, making dinner, getting mm-hmm. them to their hockey practice. Who has fucking time to fight the fight to revolutionize yeah. the world, yeah. you know? And who can make money doing that, right? Because when we have to live in this place, in this place Mm -hmm. where money you know like money is not um the root of happiness but it's certainly a necessity
1: of life of
2: life right and so it's been it's just so when i look back on now that i can see what this agenda might be right Mm -hmm. like the movie the matrix is you know a great depiction of what it is that we could be going through right now Mm -hmm. um you know when you look when you when you start asking Wow, you know seeing being open to what if mm-hmm. then you're the way you the way i look at life looks and this planet looks so much different mm-hmm. and it's really exciting but it's also super depressing yeah at the same time
1: so do you guys do you guys think there's like is there like a specific reason or maybe a list of reasons probably a laundry list uh, as to why because i believe we've known Pretty much the essence of what you're talking about for a long time. Like we've known that there's a few people who have all the wealth. Like we know that. That's not like a, um, but what the hell is wrong with us then to just sit by and continuously get led back to
2: sleep? We're brainwashed. We're like, you know, I haven't watched, and it's funny because when Mike and I met, we both hadn't watched television, regular programming mm -hmm. for a decade, and I stopped just because I found it utterly boring, and I was running my own business, and I had no time for mm. it. Um, and I think Mike's was probably very similar in terms of the the lack. The content was just ridiculous to watch, right? So, television programming, you know, they they've been subtly and not so subtly um, influencing us for decades. Mm-hmm. And that's just one of the ways, through advertising and through, you know, the different, you know, uh, waves that the television emits. But, um, and just in our education system, Mm -hmm. you know, we've been slowly taught that this is what it is that we need to do. This is how we we Mm -hmm. have to go to school. We have to learn this curriculum. You deviate from, you go outside of that curriculum. That's not good. Mm -hmm. And why isn't that good, right? Um, There's a reason why. You know, um, they don't want us to know that our true history, and it's, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's really a, I believe, a nefarious agenda. Because, first of all, who gives them the cabal and and those people, um, who who put put them in charge? They, but you're right. Like who? How does this happen? But it's been mm-hmm. through decades of of slow. It's like mm-hmm. it's like being in you know the fish in the in the in the boiling water or the frog in the boiling water, right? It's something like, it's very similar to that.
1: Mm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Like when you're saying it and, and because the like ads and advertising and even shows now, some of the shows on television, I don't have television either. Netflix, obviously, but I say obviously, (laughs) because if I didn't have Netflix, everybody in here is going to be like, oh, he's crazy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it's like the subtle, and not so subtle with ads right but sometimes in shows even the subtleties of the reinforcement of those it's almost like hypnosis hey eh? like it really it, is it really seems like that
3: i also feel like it's a necessity um like i think if you if you went if you go back from my understanding like thousands of years ago people had religion like mm-hmm. people would uh, either believe in a babylonian dark religion or they would believe in in more of a light religion like judaism or christianity Mm -hmm. or buddhism or or Mm -hmm. something uh then there's like this area of time like this last couple thousand years where humanity sort of lost that Mm -hmm. so i feel like this disclosure and all of the this what we're talking about now is the catalyst because if you can if you can open yourself up because we all know that something is going drastically wrong yeah we all know that innately so then if you can open up disclosure and see this this Mm -hmm. darkness that's going to create the depression Catherine's talking about. Mm. But also know like that this philo- philosophical concept, as above, so below, like the tree has roots, it also has branches and leaves. So there's a light side. So mm. the darker that you can go and see that information, you're also preparing your psyche to go higher. Mm. So then there's the understanding of of on the lighter side, so you would have maybe angels, mm. or maybe you have light beings, or maybe you have... Uh, beings from other planets that are here to help us but we actually have to request their assistance Mm -hmm. because they have it they will not interfere with our um, free will and that's so then that can open you up to okay well what are the laws of the cosmic laws Mm -hmm. what is the law of one what what is what is the balancing force to this darkness Mm -hmm. so we live in this dual system and so i also feel like it's a necessity. and it's going to, like addiction, people are going to have to get to a certain bottom mm-hmm. before they're willing to look inside themselves and choose a lighter path. Yeah. And I feel like it is programming to say satiated, you know, full of bread and beer mm-hmm. and a coliseum full of gladiators. But at the same point in time that's not going to work for everyone and it's not mm-hmm. going to work all the time. Yeah. So I think this disclosure is really about both sides of the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's really compelling when you get into the disclosure is that it's not like armchair people. So like Stephen Greer did disclosure in Congress in Washington. He's a doctor. Um, he's a yeah. retired yeah. medical doctor. And he had hundreds of... Uh, certainly dozens, but I think there's now he's up in the hundreds of, of whistleblowers. So these are like military generals, mm-hmm. FAA, senior executives at FAA. Um, he's made a couple documentaries, serious and undisclosed, um, that go into who these whistleblowers are. And they have the highest level credentials in the U.S.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, bureaucracy. And they're coming out and saying they're telling the truth. Um. What's also important to know is some of these people at that level, certain on the military side, have signed non-disclosures. So if they disclose something that is not true, they can be go to jail for that. Mm-hmm. If they disclose stuff that is true but it's part of what they're not to disclose, they can be in trouble for that. Mm-hmm.
2: And the disclosure is stuff like technology that has that they've reverse engineered, for instance. Mm-hmm. From UFO crashes that they've kept silent or without of the public realm, or that they've created themselves, or um, like chemtrail programs, um, you know the the lines of clouds in quotation marks that you see in the sky, um, or uh, directed energy weapons, like Mike was saying earlier, or um, or the fact that there are off off planet um, bases on the moon. Or the you know or and likely Mars and that we have a galactic portal system that's very you know like that, where we can travel um, to other areas of the universe instantaneously. So there and there's programs. Um, for instance, one of the people that we follow off uh, quite a bit is Corey Good, and he's a whistleblower that was part of a twenty and back program, which meant that he was off planet in Mars in a secret space program. Um, as an intuitive empath um, and spent 20 years in that role and during that suffered, you know, great abuses and also did things that he probably is not very proud of as well. But there's like an entire, according to him, an entire intergalactic um, trade of human beings, of resources, and and then they bring him back to his body, age regress him Mm. to where, you know, to a... 18-year-old or whatever that he was age regressed to but there's more he's just one person of many people who are coming forward because they're uh, they're remembering Mm -hmm. right a lot of them are blank slated like you know men in black where you go you know Mm -hmm. look here and the flash goes off yeah you know so that well that had according to them they're starting to remember despite that Mm -hmm. sort of mind wiping yeah and then so, and then you look at other government programs when you're when on Earth, like the MK Ultra program.
1: No idea what that is. What was that,
2: Mike? Uh,
3: this well, MK Ultra is mind control. So the CIA mm. was working with the Canadian government in a hospital in Montreal.
1: Okay. Um, I bet you it was the RCMP. <laughs> More than likely,
3: right? Yeah, could have been. Well I think I think the origins happened at the end of the Second World War through mm. Operation Paperclip. The Nazis had been working on mind control and many of the Nazis that were working in very uh, high-end projects mm. were, were brought to the US and Canada. The
1: scientists? Yes. Scientists yeah. and military and, government.
3: and military personnel yeah. okay. and also business and financial. So there mm. was the chemical side was uh, IG Farben and that became Bayer and all mm. of these modern day chemical companies and yeah. pharmaceutical companies. Monsanto. Um, right? The MK, yeah, well, indirectly. The MK Ultra <coughs> uh, program was mind control. So in Montreal, specifically, they were working on mind wiping, so mm. removing your memory of your own past. And then what some whistleblowers call scream memories, other people call it, but implanted memories. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they were really successful. Uh, there's a W five program on MK Ultra. Mm-hmm. So the, these people went. Some of the damaged people out of the program successfully uh, sued, and the government and the CIA were both found liable,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and they both admitted participation. Um, Trudeau, the current uh, prime minister, just put there's a there's more lawsuits still coming out, and he's put a. a media cap or media silence on the most recent lawsuits Mm. um so like in the movie with will smith and there's aliens in it Mm -hmm. and he uses the little pen so that's for real that was i think his name was dr ewing um and he successfully mind wiped people and then created new past memories Mm -hmm. so the people that came out was very traumatic because one woman came out and she didn't know her family she didn't believe that was her family they obviously were able to convince her. Mm. But for the rest of her life, she could never regain the former consciousness that understanding that this was her family and these this mm. was her previous life. And she could never quite discern what memories were real, what were implanted. Yeah. Like it really screwed up her psyche.
0: Yeah. Wasn't the Unabomber, didn't he go through MK Because well, he, he it, went to it, university could have been and I think they were they were doing some sort of experiments and he went through them. Well it's mm. like it's and like they any... ended up where he was where in the end, but yeah, but they because he was like a genius, like mathematician or something, mm-hmm. and then they put him through all this stuff. And there was a documentary on, I think, on Netflix on him, and it, I'm pretty sure it was MK Ultra that.
3: Yeah, because then I think so. on the American side of the border, they were they their MK Ultra programs also included the use of uh, like psychedelic drugs, yeah, like, and that's like what LSD. Was, yeah, so they were using the LSD to create some of this. Yeah,
0: and I think that's what he went through, and then you know he never I don't think he even finished his degree even because he was just messed right up yeah because he didn't know reality from fantasy memory from what was real what what happened or didn't happen to yeah. him or something so yeah yeah and
2: so when you talk about the like so what's contact in the desert contact in the desert is a is a conference where all of these like these issues mm-hmm. topics like there's nothing that's really off topic yeah um, that could be discussed there. I mean, we could talk about the giants that we... The giant bones that we find of mm-hmm. giants buried all over the world that have been, mm-hmm. you know, taken out of... You know, don't fit our timeline in terms of
1: evolution.
2: evolution. Mm-hmm. So, the
1: you know, they've
2: been suppressed. So, so it's such a vast area. And, like, you literally could... continue. You, you, I, I think you could research every day and still mm-hmm. come up with something that is... Um, a wonder that's brand new, yeah. right? And so it's been—it's super exciting, but it's a lot of information, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are too exhausted by that, and and don't want to actually have their bubble burst. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot for people, I think, to come into it because it means that we've been lied to yeah. on 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 a grand scale
4: mm-hmm.
2: for years and the that manipulation i think so what the disclosure community has been fighting for is for the governments to to admit yeah okay you're right you're right you know we've totally done all of this and pulled the wool over your eyes Mm -hmm. mike and i have mike and i have a different perspective on that. like disclosure is happening all the time Mm -hmm. we are i think naive Mm -hmm. to think that um it's like getting it's like getting your abuser to admit the abuse right Mm -hmm. like you know, we're never going to have, the government is never or like highly likely to not ever admit their, where they went wrong. Yeah. Well, or especially they, in
1: some of those specific ways.
2: Yeah. And yeah. what they've done in yeah. some cases they might, you yeah. know, um, but likely they're not going to. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, but I think a lot of people in the disclosure community want that desperately. They want mm-hmm. that verification from our abuser is yeah. what, basically what they're seeking. Mm-hmm. But I think, but, you know, my take is we're getting, we have access to all of this information now, and so it's our duty, I believe, as citizens to make ourselves informed Mm -hmm. and to ask the questions and to challenge what we're being taught Mm -hmm. and to challenge what the media is telling us um, and to think for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, um, but like I said, a lot of people would much rather just you know, ignorance is blessed. There's a reason why that saying rings true for a lot of people. Hmm.
0: Do you think the like the like the podcast, like Joe Rogan did one with um, that Navy pilot with the tic tac thing? Do you think those help people to be like, well, if that because that guy's pretty credible and it's a pretty credible story. Mm. And then you got like the documentary on Netflix about Bob Lazar and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Do you think this stuff coming? to the forefront or coming more out do you think it helps yeah for sure do you think people just kind of wash it away like oh that guy must have been had a long day in the cockpit that day
4: or like i don't think so i don't
3: i don't think so because like 10 15 years ago this information was really hard to come by yeah and now it's popularized like i from my perspective there it's like on netflix like it's it's totally popularized um, and then um, Jordan Sather and Corey Goode and David Wilcock have movies out, um, two documentaries. They both came out and were top sellers on uh, the, whatever Amazon mm-hmm. documentaries, whatever we can buy them, within the first day. So yeah. I think mm-hmm. it really, really helps. And I think if people want disclosure, they want the president to come stand up at the pulpit and yeah. say, this is the case. That's never going yeah. to happen. Yeah. But at the same point in time, the military, the U.S. Navy, just released three patents. Uh, one is for anti-gravity. One is for microfusion power generation. So it's a, it'd be about the size of a refrigerator, and it would power a, an entire U.S. megacity.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, like orders of magnitude larger than the largest nuclear reactor, and it's the size of a refrigerator.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, and room temperature semiconducting uh, materials, so you can do computing at room temperature. So you don't need fans for cooling. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the name is Salvador Payas which in Spanish means who, sa- the savior. name who
2: who created who um, applied for
3: the patent. Yes, mm-hmm. the patent holder within the U.S. Navy is Salvador Payas which in Spanish means Savior of Our Nation. So. I mean, you don't, I don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to see that yeah. they are disclosing it. Mm. So here, and these patents are also um, they're open open patents, so you don't have to pay royalty. Now, I've, I've read the patent, and it does say if it's used for um, sale or something to in service to U.S. government, so there might, you know, you'd want to talk to a lawyer about that, but basically they're an open patent. I've downloaded one of them, and I've started mm-hmm. reading reading it in detail, but... So, I mean, they are disclosing it. And when they applied for these patents, the Patent Office of the United States denied the patent because it said it, these do not obey physics, known physics or physical, physics mm-hmm. laws.
2: That we're taught. yeah, That we know is, of, yeah. So then, yeah. The,
3: yeah. like the, I can't remember what his title is, but very, very high up, an admiral, I think there was an admiral within the U.S. Navy, responded to the patent office and said they're operable. I, this is not a patent of something that doesn't exist. This of is something
2: it, imaginary. Of something <laughs> yeah. that
3: is in operation. Mm-hmm. Um, so the government is disclosing it, and they're disclosing it publicly, and they're making it as widely available as possible through mm-hmm. technical patents. And the interesting thing is this shape is a triangle, and there's many things about this triangle. People refer to one called the TR3B or something like that, and mm-hmm. it's this anti-gravity triangle. Yeah. Um, And there's many. I think that's the
0: Bob Lazar one, isn't it? That that element it was in a triangle and it was yeah that powered the anti gravity thing he claimed. Right,
3: there was that. Yeah, Yeah. this is the entire craft. Like Mm -hmm. the ship itself is a triangle shaped ship ship, and the one in the patent looks very similar to the TR3B, and you can get photos of these all over the internet. So this Mm -hmm. is like reverse engineered technology. Mm -hmm. So I think disclosure is there. I think really all the Truth community or disclosure community is is a willingness to see it, the willingness mm. to accept it.
2: But at the same time, I think it, well, I agree with what Mike's say, saying. Um, there is a, a very concerted effort on behalf of the cabal or the, and the people who do not want this system to change, for disclosure to um, not occur, for us to not buy into it, for us not to um, be become. Um, better human beings, more aware, um, because, and, and so they're, they're, they're creating a disinformation campaign um, around what, you know, and discrediting the people who are coming out, right? You discredit the mm. you attack the, the credibility of the whistleblower,
4: mm.
2: um, and the efficacy of the people disseminating this information, right? Yeah. And that's how they do it. And, um, and so there's, like, the disclosure community has been infiltrated, and in, and the UFO committee. There is a, a huge divide um, between the people who have infiltrated that community and the people who are still, you know, marching ahead, trying to uncover and discern what the mm-hmm. truth is. Um, to, and to their repu- and their their reputation is being completely um, destroyed mm-hmm. by these people, or they're they're making a concerted effort to do so. The people who actually. Whose message, th- their message resonates with, you know. No, we know, you know, what a troll is. It's probably a troll, you mm-hmm. know, or, and all of these things. But the the brilliancy of this um, mass manipulation is understanding how how the government and how the powers use the divide and conquer um, strategy to keep us to keep us mm-hmm. suppressed. So not only has it been a, Decades long of mass manipulation, it's been pitting us against each other. So men against women, gays mm-hmm. against straight, blacks against whites, uh, Christian against Muslim, whatever it is. Right? When you have when you create a polarization um, within any group of people, a right and the wrong, um, you you create a distraction because mm-hmm. now we're all we're all of a sudden infighting. So we're not actually. And they're, so they, they're, they're letting us infight here about all this bullshit and they're off doing whatever they're doing behind the scenes, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, which really influences how mm-hmm. we are, um, being suppressed either through the, how they're making money or how, how we're being manipulated that way. So, um, I think what this, you know, learning this, you really do, I think, um, broaden your perspective in terms of, um, yeah, how they're doing it is brilliant mm-hmm. it really is brilliant and like one of the other things that this, this cabal's agenda is is um population control mm-hmm. and um maybe mike could talk about the georgia guidestones that um exist they're like they're like moses and the ten commandments and they're mm-hmm. they're these large uh stone structures that are in georgia right and um, they have these tenets of what their what the agenda is for the world. Hmm. I think Mike would know them better than I do. But one of them definitely is depopulation. Is it? Yeah.
1: Which yeah. makes sense, yeah. right? Like it's reasonable to be honest to try to control population. It's not unreasonable for you know what I mean. Like how they do it is probably unreasonable.
2: Well, I I don't know. Is it reasonable itself? for to control population? Because we've bought into this idea that we live in a scarce on a scarce planet, mm. where we have finite resources, but we actually don't. I, I don't think when you when you can, if you look at it at a high level. I'm not talking about from an economic perspective, mm-hmm. but we we throw out like we we are greedy. Mm-hmm. We don't. We have enough money, um, property, um, shelter, food systems to feed everybody. On this planet Mm -hmm. we're choosing not to Mm so so the reason the reason why they want the depopulation agenda what what is that about why why do we have to depopulate the world Mm. i would ask that question
3: i don't know why they want to i mean there's some pretty standard answers like bill gates he does a uh He does a a TED talk, actually, and he has a formula up there with all these different variables. And Mm -hmm. one of them, of course, is the population. And he takes this enormity of time to say how, you know, the capacity of the planet, energy systems, all these things, Mm -hmm. you know, they all have finite limits and blah, blah, blah. And then so you get to this P number, this population, and this is the thing that now has to be controlled and reduced. Mm -hmm. You know, and from the perspective where we're all burning fossil fuels and nothing that's going to change that way And we're all going to try to consume. And everyone who's not consuming like a North American wants to consume like a North American. Yeah, then under that set of circumstances, the Earth doesn't have that carrying capacity.
1: And I think that's what people look at, though, right? And
3: I think that... And that's that could be the justification, or that, mm. and that's the one that's probably mass sold to the population. Yeah, that's, that's
1: what I was getting at—not yeah. the actual yeah. reason, but that's the one that's kind yeah. of sold. Yeah, right? that's the marketed yeah, like, like the, reason. Yeah,
2: the CO two is the reason why um, the the, well, you know, that's another thing too, right? But,
3: but you know, I think from an from a different perspective, when you start to look at these. Uh, Suppressed technologies that now the Navy has disclosed. Mm. And you start to look at what Tesla was doing. Once you have energy, you can create anything. Mm. Energy can become matter. Um, there, there are recent studies where we're creating different elements out of energy. So we're taking a vibration like a frequency. We're turning it into a photon. Mm. Uh, that photon is light. And then we can turn that light into an element. So, And then there's secret space program, um, whistleblowers, who are disclosing this technology that is leaps ahead of that mm-hmm. where you actually hit a button on a machine and it produces food or it can it can manufacture yeah. things so but even just from a base uh, energy balance that uh, Bill Gates talks about mm-hmm. um, it's just not simply the case um, as soon as we have it we live in a near infinite we are bathed in an infinite amount of energy it's mm-hmm. an extremely near infinite it's mm-hmm. not quite infinite but it's near infinite so there's an enormous amount of energy. The vacuum or the space is not empty. In fact, mm-hmm. it's full, full, full. Wheeler and all the famous physicists talk about how full and how chaotic mm-hmm. this energy is. So the, the whole perspective that we live in lack is just flat out wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need to depopulate. We need to change the power structure. Mm-hmm. We need to change how we Build and sell and trade energy, mm-hmm. and with that, no, then we could have way more humans on this planet. We just can't live the way we currently live.
1: Mm-hmm. And see, I like space. So as soon as someone mentions depopulation, I'm like, yeah, like seriously, mm-hmm. you can even yeah. take me out of here. I don't care. Like, there's just <laughs> there's not enough space already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's more like being close as opposed to <coughs> being far.
2: Well, I think just yeah. the energy on this planet yeah. now is it's it's. Like, there's a reason why we're all here now and we're having this conversation. Um, the, the, the earth is going through a shift and yeah. what, what I love about uh, what I've learned and what Mike and I spend a lot of time researching and discussing is, is the hopefulness to, to this disclosure mm-hmm. that we're not taught in Sunday school. For instance, you know, like how do we ascend as human beings and what does that look like? And and um, what is our earth going through right now? And like Mike will be able to explain this a lot better than I am, but, you know, the whole notion that, um, you know, Greta Thunberg and her, you know, her wagging her finger at all of us for driving vehicles and, and wrecking her entire um, existence. I, I mean, that is, you got to look at that agenda as being... I think I feel bad for her. I think she's being used by the cabal. I think that um, when you look at other science that provides a very um, simple um, and different explanation in terms of what is happening to our earth and why it's heating up right now, that has nothing to do with the burning of fossil fuels. Mm. But um, like that's what, that's kind of what I think... I would hope that we would collectively as a humanity learn about because it could be quite destructive
4: yeah
2: I mean like we go through this cycle the earth goes through this cycle what is it every 26,000 years and we're coming very close we're right in that at at the 26,000 year cycle and what happens at that time Is you know in well, Mike, you explain it. From what I understand, it's the sun um, puts out a solar flash, Mm. and um, and basically, you know, it it can be quite apocalyptic in terms of our Earth. Mm -hmm.
3: That's how some people interpret it. I I look at it a different way. Um, So yeah, there is this twenty six thousand year cycle. So in I think in the Vedic. Uh, text it talks about the yugas so you have the like a bronze age and a, mm-hmm. and a, and a golden age uh, and silver ages on, on, the, on the off seasons so to speak and so we're coming into a golden age and a golden age is really what Catherine's talking about is the sun giving off energy changing mm-hmm. frequency and that's been going on for decades like when our grandparents were kids they colored the Sun orange in their pictures when we were kids we colored it yellow now the kids color it white. Go outside tomorrow and look at the sun. It's white. Mm. It used to be yellow when we were kids, like 30, 40 years ago. And before that, it was orange. So the sun, you can literally see that it's changed in frequency. So it's changing in frequency. We are, we are derived from that frequency. Mm. We are of the sun. Our DNA inside the helix of a DNA is the exact perfect size for photons. So we emit biophotons. So we emit light energy Mm -hmm. we also receive photons so when photons certain photons go into our bodies they go right into our dna and we absorb them so when the sun changes frequency it changes frequency of every piece of matter in this solar system Mm -hmm. and we're part of that and what the golden age is that we're coming into is enlightenment so is is having this expanded consciousness um and that's what we're coming into and i think it would be traumatic um for people, if let's say you're not ready for that or you're stuck mm-hmm. on some demonic or some self-serving path, mm-hmm. um, that path will end um, because there will, will be no room for that. So this golden age would include commonality of like telepathy. Mm-hmm. So people would just communicate through telepathic means.
2: Or levitation. Or, or psychokinesis.
3: Mm-hmm. So right now there's these anomalous people on the planet that have this skill set or clairvoyance or knowing, or clairaudience mm. um, psychics mediums or, or you know or uh, like empath so maybe mm. like you can feel someone else's pain like um, I've had this experience many times where I can feel where someone is feeling pain in their body and I mm. can go and push on it when people don't believe me and then how would you know that and I'm like mm. I don't know how I know it I feel it in my body but I know it wasn't mine because I didn't feel it before I sat next to you mm. Um, so all of these anomalous experiences and and skills and abilities become the norm. Mm-hmm. So now in that society where people can feel each other, they communicate telepathically. You would, we would see through all this third dimensional bullshit and lying, mm-hmm. and those paths all end. So that might be this traumatic. Yeah, and could be
2: that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's fair.
3: What
2: Hollywood likes to portray is the doomsday apocalypse, right? Yeah. Where you know. And I mean, and you don't really know which, like I mean, and then another area that we could get into is different timelines, like mm. how we get onto a different timeline, and um, and through this ascension process, and um, you know, what does what timeline do we want to choose overall as humanity, mm-hmm. right? Like, what's the consensus timeline? But it's really hard to have a consensus if you're not all talking about it at least, yeah. right? Yeah. But I think most people would agree that there's no need for pain and suffering i think most people on this planet are good Mm. i think they want to do right by other people i really do i I think that there is a tipping point happening where where the you know bracket good where where that light is is going to you know dominate Mm. rather than the dark right so i think that's what's exciting about all of this it's just how do we get there and you know, I know for myself, I'm completely impatient, so I want it to all happen yesterday. But mm-hmm. the reality is, is that, you know, our linear time understanding of time is not how the universe operates, yeah. right? So our 70 years is really a, a blip in, in yeah. what the universe has in store for mm-hmm. us. So, but I have to believe there's a reason why we're all here right now, right? Mm-hmm. And we're having this conversation. Because we wouldn't have had this conversation 30 years ago. We wouldn't have had it 50 years ago. And um, I'll tell you,
1: I wouldn't even have had it five years ago. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, but it's happening so fast now, mm-hmm. right? And, and you know who are, they're going to be the big transformers are our kids. Yeah. You know, we often hear um, that they're being born as star seeds and, um, you know, they, they have this amazing intuition about them that is, Um, they know they have a knowing right and oh Dave's eating some Timbits (laughs) well I think disclosure is really hard no yeah I do but I don't
3: (laughs) because on the dark side of disclosure you have all this stuff that we went through that's super hard and challenging Mm -hmm. right like you're telling me that these world leaders are sacrificing children for real and they're they drink their blood and it's called a dreamiclone, a dreamiclone,
1: for real. we're having right? a hard like enough that's, time
3: that's super hard shit well, and the thing is, but then on the bright side on the light side of things it's like okay you're telling me for real i'm an eternal being yes that you have multiple lifetimes all happening at the same time all through different this timeline and other timelines and through contact with your higher self you can gain access to all of that information and influence all of those lives all at the same time so past can influence
4: Hmm.
3: present can influence the past so the thing is that disclosure both on the dark side and the and the light side is really tough because if you're stuck on this idea that you know i'm an atheist i don't have a soul when i die Hmm. it lights out well that shit's going to be really hard if you're a christian and you're like no i have one single lifetime and then you know i go up and see peter and you know i i'm either in hell or I'm in heaven, and that's it and
4: but that's you can the see and you can see
2: why they why this why having this information as ordinary citizens is mm-hmm. so powerful because and why why a government or a corporation um would not want us to to understand this because mm-hmm. what that does for us is that it puts us it gives us it takes it allows us to take back control. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the things that I've gone through in my life and related to me personally is, you know, I've recently gone through a bankruptcy, and uh, personally. And so, I I've learned a lot through that. But because I feel that um, I have, because of what I understand to be true about me as a light being, and also my place in this universe more so, and on this world. That that attachment to money and materialism um, that caused the bankruptcy isn't as strong as it used to be, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm no longer the perfect consumer because I've learned mm-hmm. that that's not the way that it's going to... That's not how I'm going to drive my happiness. Yeah. You know, if I can maintain that consciousness, then all of a sudden, you know, the, uh, the debt that I would normally have continued to um to rack up Mm -hmm. is is no longer possible right because i'm just not i don't i'm consciously i'm not there anymore i don't need to wander around in the mall or or feel get that hit of dopamine by having that instant gratification from that purchase of whatever Mm. or i don't need that bigger house and that perfect kitchen in order to have a happy life. Mm -hmm. So my perspective has shifted because of this information. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm not impacted by it anymore, right? It it loses its power. It loses the power of shame. And it loses the power of the influence that it has over Mm -hmm. me because I don't have to participate in it anymore. Yeah. Well,
1: you know what I think is funny? Like, not funny, maybe funny. What's interesting is that for years... I've sat in closed rooms with people talking about how the government is obviously screwing us, right? Like, I've had those conversations with people throughout the years. Yeah. But as soon as you start talking about, like, how the government is doing it, then people stop listening, right? It, tar- it starts sounding so far-fetched, even though, like, granted, they're, they're up to no good. Like, I mean, obviously tell that. Trudeau oh, got totally. voted in again. So they're up to no good. There's nothing good happening there. Um, and so, but if we start talking about it and putting names on it, like they're hiding this or they're hiding that, that's how they get people to stop paying attention. Well, and,
2: and they want As us. As we were talking to.
1: about before, right? And it's so, like, and
2: their strategy is okay, well, uh, well, then you, you, must, you must be a socialist or mm, you must be an NDP or it. it's their fault. And mm-hmm. I mean, unless, like, there's the blue gang, there's the, there's the um, orange gang. You know, there's these, they're just labels. They're just labels. And that's, and this blind worship or allegiance to a color. When you ask, it's so interesting when you ask people about why they are, like, why do you vote conservative? Mm -hmm. They really cannot, I don't believe, tell you other than, well, I've always voted conservative. Mm -hmm. Well,
3: it's tribalism your parents were, oftentimes your parents were of this particular tribe, you grew up in that tribe, you always support that
2: tribe. So it this attacks your, your identity, right? Chief
4: of It attacks you who and... you
2: believe to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And so when you, all of a sudden, when that is shaken, if you don't have the foundation or the support system to talk about this stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see, it, like, people, you know, if I, like, people think that we're crazy, that Mike and I are crazy. Mm. Do you know? And, uh, some people do. Yeah. Uh, in fact, when I, um, not i don't know crazy there's different degrees of Mm. crazy like everybody's kind of crazy right but we're certainly like we get a lot of eye rolling Mm. and um when we bring this information to the people's attention people get very defensive Mm -hmm. very quickly right because their entire belief structure is being challenged Mm -hmm. and they don't like that and it makes them feel very uncomfortable and so then, it, then it's an a, a offensive attack, right, mm-hmm. on our credibility and, all well, we don't know what we're talking about. Well, Mike's a civil engineer and I'm a lawyer. Like, it's not like we are not educated, haven't grown up in this system and haven't had our own um, challenges that we've had to... And yeah. successes yeah. that we've had to go through in order to get to where we're at. Mm-hmm. But what we have seen um, is just that more people... And we, we keep talking about it. It doesn't stop us. Good. Um, we just know sometimes we, sometimes we talk to people and literally they blank out. Like yeah. we will be talking about, it, it's happened a couple of times where we've had a conversation about or starting to have a conversation about a UFO and something, aliens, extraterrestrials. Person that we're having a conversation with like stares off into space, almost cannot hear us. It's like there's a veil that has gone in between mm-hmm. us. And then... He didn't hear us. He didn't hear us. You can actually and see it. I think you could yeah. actually see it happen, and then he something... was
3: confused when he came back. He left the room. And he was like, he was.
2: No, he didn't even. He didn't physically leave the room. Yes, he he did. no, he didn't. He. I don't believe he did. He. But he, when he came back to our to become aware that we were talking, he had no idea. Like he he wouldn't have been able to remember what we were talking about, and so we I we get that, and a lot mm-hmm. of eye rolling. But I think the more people hear from uh, from their own sources and Mm -hmm. whoever they think might be credible like for instance q have you heard of the q movement okay well q is um well what is q
3: q is a military intelligence operation that is designed to disclose information to the public so Mm it will be both truthful information and mistruth or misdirection as well so it's like any military communication It's, it's it's because they know the their enemy or the cabal or the deep state is mm-hmm. also listening, some of it's going to be truthful to disclose, and some of it's going to try to upend, yeah, and mislead, mislead. Right? mislead. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a reaction to the mainstream media as mm-hmm. this like this phenomenon.
2: And Q is uh, it's on a bulletin board on the internet on an anonymous server. Mm-hmm. No,
3: not anymore. Now oh, it's on a U.S. Uh, military server. Okay,
2: it used to be on an anonymous server called HN. Mm. Eight chan, right? And now it's it's
3: called Eight Coon. It's hosted in. (laughs) It's hosted on a military server. Hmm.
2: And a lot of people believe now that it's actually the Trump administration is part of it. And and what Q does is it will send out little bits of information like a puzzle,
4: Hmm. like
2: like look at this or have you thought about this and have you you know considered this or and put different um, letters or numbers together and direct us to certain websites. and it's all about, uh, designed to um, get us all thinking about what is possibly happening in terms of shifting in government. When, mm-hmm. tr- when Trump says he wants to drain the swamp, there's a lot of swamp to drain. And uh, like him or, or not, what Trump is doing, and I used to, like, like everybody else, had a big hate on for Trump because, mm-hmm. you know, he's so offensive about so many different things. But yeah, you what, have to work
1: hard to pick as one,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what he yeah. is doing is hopefully strategic, and there's a method to his madness, as crazy as it is, not to give him a free pa- pass not in terms home. of his bad behavior, inappropriate behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he is doing is he is, um, he's done more. Um, than any other presidency, for instance, in terms of holding those to account for child trafficking. Mm. Um, and he's also working hard to, I believe, or so we are told, to um, bring certain truths to reality, mm. like 911, <clears> 911, <throat> for instance, yeah. um, and really putting the people in place where they need to be put in place so that justice can happen in terms of taking down the people the deep state is what you'll hear it referred Mm -hmm. to as the deep state Uh, and so so I brought Q up because one day this summer my mom happened to be on like Fox News or CTV or something like that Mm -hmm. or because um eight you know they were Q is getting movement because people are more people are becoming aware of these things right because it's becoming mainstream as much as the mainstream doesn't want it to become mainstream mm-hmm. It's becoming mainstream and so my mom had brought it up to me And so when like I said so when that when they're that legitimate mainstream news source brings it up
4: mm-hmm.
2: You know it there creates a curiosity amongst people right and then we can have more of a dialogue around it yeah. right but I think the more information that comes out, like it's going to happen, it's happening so fast. Mm -hmm. Even in the three years that I've been looking into this information, there's been such a huge shift in terms of information that's out there and also perception. Because, you know, the corruption is, we see it, we all see Mm -hmm. it. We've all known it for a long time. Exactly. Yeah. And we have to start trusting our intuition. Mm -hmm. And we have to start, mobilizing in numbers uh we have you know just because something has been the way it has been forever doesn't mean it's the right thing and but we're not taught to question anything you know we're we're taught to regurgitate what it is we learn in school we're taught how to behave by our parents Mm -hmm. we're taught when to show up at work between nine you know like we're taught all we have all of these constraints and rules but it doesn't have to be that way yeah
1: Yeah. Well, it does if if they wanted to keep it the same. Oh,
2: totally. Yeah.
1: And I think that's the the trap, right? Is that we can talk about it and we can have all kinds of dialogue. Like I can have lots of dialogue with people about helping others and being useful to others and all that kind of stuff. But as soon as there's a point of fear where people hit in terms of they're not going to get enough, right? That scarcity issue, um, then... The conversation changes away from helping others, right? It's like there's a, still a disconnect. But between, does it have
2: to? I mean, no, I think no, you still not. talk. Whether mm-hmm. or not they're going to receive it is the yeah. question, right? And so, um, there's a teaching that we've learned um, in this in this movement called the Law of One teaching. Mm. And it's a very. And it was channeled material that happened in the '80s from an entity, a sixth or seventh density being, that channeled through a, a person um, in the 80s. And anyway, there's a book, five books, Mike's read them all a number of times, and but the tenets are like of um, the law of free will, like respecting each other mm. and your free will, but um, love, forgiveness, and service to others are the three basic tenets, mm. right, of this, of this teaching. And I think that... Um, our, what I've learned our role to be is to keep on, if we can continue to disseminate that information like other religions and, and uh, spiritual beliefs do, people, because ha- things are happening so quickly, I think that their bottom is will either r- rise, because pain is the touchstone for change. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's happening because things are shifting so fast right now. I think that a lot of people are going to become a lot more, um, will want to be seeking that solution mm-hmm. and will rise to the same vibration that we're, that we're rising to as well.
1: Yeah. So do you guys think that maybe like a lot of the conflict that we're seeing like in the world in general is because not solely because I'm not saying causation versus correlation, but like partly responsible to the fact that we have all this information now that we didn't have. 20 years ago and now we're pissed like we're kind of pissed and we don't really know what to do with it because we don't know who we're mad at because we're still lost in the mire of not knowing who these people are who are in charge and misleading and misguiding for their own agenda right but is it possible that's part of why like the world because what i see i work with humans every day and that's what i do and what i see is humans getting more stressed more angry i don't see them getting better. I mean, some people get better, of course, yeah. but I don't see it getting better out there. What I've seen over the last four years is a complete
2: decline. In I would agree with you, and I think it's going to get worse. Like, yeah, that's kind of where I'm getting at. I don't like, I mean, when you talk about different timelines, I think Mike is, likes to be, be more optimistic than I am. On, on I like Mike's optimism, though. Yeah, Mike I like it. Idea. I do, too. <laughs> and I think that, you know, from a law of attraction perspective, you kind of need to have that, mm-hmm. right? Because if we are co-creating our own existence to to be bogged down in the doom and gloom mm-hmm. is um, not, I don't think, where we want to be. Having said that, my own experience is that pain is the touchstone for change. Mm-hmm. I don't seem to learn any different and I don't yeah. see why. There are some that do, believe me. There's some that can look at my situation and go, holy shit, I'm not going to do that and steer mm-hmm. clear away from that. Yeah. But for the most part, I think most of us learn through pain. Mm-hmm. And when there's no need to, when you're living a cushy life in Mount Royal or wherever, Capitol Hill in a nice house, you have food in the fridge, you have a car in the garage and you have a roof over your head. What What's, what's to worry about? Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing to worry about, right? Like, but you're right though, because there's a, the energy is shifting Mm -hmm. as well. So we're not happy. That's not satisfying anymore. And so the fact that we've also been, um, um, educated to become, to question the existence of God, Mm -hmm. like that in and of itself could be a psyop, right? To, to put the doubt that there is a God Now is there God like the Christian God out there? No, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. but um, is there an infinite energy that's more powerful and than and more influential? And is there a higher self that I have that um, is truly who I am? Mm-hmm. We're not taught that. Like yeah. nowhere ever was I ever taught that I have a soul and that it is infinite and that I'm here in this meat suit for a 70 year tour. Mm-hmm. Nowhere ever am I taught that, Yeah. or that that's a possibility. So I think though it has to get, it's going to get worse. But I think that with with that worse experience, like famine, fires, mm-hmm. I mean, like there's... Poor
1: Australia, man. Exactly fires.
2: right. Sorry. Or yeah. you know the earthquakes, the the, the drought mm-hmm. in California. Yeah. Like all of these things are, like, are they? natural there's a lot of evidence to suggest that it's not mm. and that it actually is it, it is a targeted weapon system that has caused this destruction for a specific mm. agenda that some people believe that there's a world war three playing out right now the information uh you know world or the this it's a silent world war three that mm. we're that us people who go to work from nine to five have no idea about it's happening at a geopolitical level that we're just not even able to mm-hmm. comprehend. I that would make
1: sense as to why it's so bananas. To be honest, <laughs> like but, it makes sense as but, to why things just don't add up.
2: But maybe, maybe with that, that doom and gloom and that hardship rise, we—that's where we, in fact, do rise.
1: Mm-hmm. It's funny that you say doom and gloom because as you're talking, I'm not feeling doom and gloomy. Like I'm, like I'm liberated by the truth, right? So. Hearing that there's two sides is, is good to know.
2: Well right? and but the thing is that's because a lot of uh, or should not
1: hearing but no remembering there's two well, sides.
2: Well but the thing is this is what's so great about this is because a lot of people a lot of the higher ups um, a lot one of the reasons why they've you know they've tell, they've shared with the whistleblowers all oh, humanity's not ready for this information. Mm-hmm. There will be a mass like chaos looting and blah blah blah. Mm. Should we become aware of all of this information? Which but, I think we all know is
3: total bullshit.
2: Yeah, because, it's not likely
1: because not not all of us. There's not enough of us that are maniacs. I don't think.
2: Like right now, Luckily. when I after three years of <laughs> yeah. looking at this stuff, I just go, "Oh yeah,
1: it's mm-hmm. just
2: another piece of information." Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent about it, depending on what the subject matter is, most of the time. And it, I think having that indifferent reaction to it is kind of a good way. It's a good place to be, right? Green of salt. But it's just information, right? Mm-hmm. And then you discern from that, and you take what what it is that resonates and what yeah. doesn't. You just don't worry yourself about. But we can handle the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, they just don't want us to know it. Yeah,
1: and I think they've been telling us that we're not gonna, we can't handle it because they don't want to give it to us, right?
2: Well, the thing is, they well, create... they're not
1: gonna give it to us, but it's yeah. Yeah. Like if we. Let's talk. go back to
3: like how the government is screwing us for a moment. Mm-hmm. So we have the red team and the blue team and the green team. That's that's the very, very surface level of distraction. Yeah. Then the next level of distraction is where you'll have a pundit say, oh, well, I'm not a scientist or I'm not, I'm not an economist. Mm-hmm. But the thing is we all have bank accounts and checkbooks and some of us balance them and some of us don't. Some of us are good, some of us are bad. But the concepts mm-hmm. we all understand. Yeah. There's pluses and minuses. It's very simple shit.
1: I'll Say most of us, not all of us. <laughs> okay,
3: most of us. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to look at the Bank of Canada. So in the prior to the 1970s, the Bank of Canada lent money to the federal government and provincial governments for infrastructure. Um, so things like roads, mm-hmm. universities, um, and they had. A, there's a whole list in the corporate documentation. The reason, d'etre, for the Bank of Canada, why they exist, and what their role in the Canadian economy Mm. is. When we joined the Bank of International Settlement in Basel, Switzerland, we stopped lending any money from the Bank of Canada to Canadians. So the thing is, we went from borrowing from ourselves. So the Bank of Canada is like a branch of the Dominion of Canada, which is the Canadian corporation. Mm. The Canadian corporation essentially owns all of us, owns all the trees, the minerals, and everything else. So when the, bank, when the corporation of Canada, which is us, and all the assets build a road, for example, the mm. net asset value goes up. So the cost of borrowing is nigh on zero. It's, the, it's just the administration costs at the bank, like mm. less than 1% of the money. But the value of the whole corporation of Canada goes up because now we have this road for commerce. So we have an education system or we have a healthcare system mm. that is creating good wage slaves. To create uh, a valuable country value for the country mm-hmm. right yeah. so so that was the system that brought canada from you know from the early genocidal days to the 1967s mm.
1: Then to the late join- genocidal days. What's that? To the late genocidal days. Yeah. Early to late. Early, late
3: genocide. The continuous
2: genocide. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to
1: say. It's actually not late yet. We're still in the middle
2: of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So
3: then we joined Bretton with, or we joined uh, Bank of International Settlement and we stopped doing that. Now, now we only borrow from from poor for-profit banks and international banks. So mm-hmm. now our usury or our interest went from nigh on zero, less than 1%, the cost of administration, to several percent to these banks mm-hmm. so you can see that now we're paying billions and billions of dollars every year in interest to banks for no other reason than it is the prerogative of the bank of international settlement mm-hmm. so i'm not saying we stop doing that all together because you know no. bankers need yachts <laughs> but what i am saying is the could, bankers, i'm
2: saying we stop that altogether. <laughs> we
3: could but there's a balance mm-hmm. right so there are people that argue if the Bank of Canada loans money, you could create a hyperinflation like in African countries where their dollars go up to where it's a million dollars for a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. right? So, but that's kind of like a chicken little thing, right? If the Bank of Canada lent money, for example, to build a university or a road or a hospital or you name the infrastructure mm-hmm. that Canadians need or maybe invest in one of these microfusion reactors that the U.S., Navy just released as operable technology Mm -hmm. maybe we invest in that right and we produce an economic good well that's not going to that's actually going to value our dollar higher Mm -hmm. so in the past when this was the case the dollar the canadian dollar versus the american dollar and other global currencies was much stronger Mm -hmm. because we were investing in ourselves now we're not doing that we invest in ourselves but it's all with someone else's capital Mm -hmm. so there's you know, and I think we can all kind of understand that, right? It's yeah. like if you had a wallet over here with hundreds in it, where you're going to borrow it over here from Jimmy, and if you don't pay Jimmy back, he's going to come break your legs. Mm-hmm. Why would you, why wouldn't you use some of your own money? Mm-hmm. Why would you always go to Jimmy? It yeah. just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But for international relationships, that's how it's played out. You yeah. might still want to borrow some from Jimmy because mm-hmm. it's nice because if you buy Italian wine, And then the Italians buy like Canadian down jackets. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have that trade in currency as well. It it helps create value or value association. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying there is a balance there. Yeah. And so, I mean, it is really simple. And what we need to do, this information, you can just go Google Bank of Canada, figure out when we stopped lending to ourselves Mm -hmm. and why. Google Bank of International Settlement. You know, you can find out that we actually own our bank. It's the shares are held in trust. The finance department owns the sh- holds the, hair, the shares in trust. Now that they're in trust, I found one document that says they're in trust to the House of Windsor, which mm. kind of makes sense, but it's kind of upsetting too. But it doesn't have to matter. Yeah, you know, we can still govern ourselves the way we want to mm. govern ourselves. And the thing is, we just got to go back to our politicians. Who cares what color they are? Yeah. Who cares what team they play for? Yeah. Mm. Um, and ask them these questions. Get, get the politicians to look into this stuff. And educate mm. the politicians. It's not just educating ourselves. We live in a democracy. We have to participate in it. Mm-hmm. If we don't participate, we always sit back and say, them, them, and they. Mm-hmm. Them and they are ruling our lives. And it's like, well, them and they are us, right, at some point. Yeah. If we participate, it's like a fifth element. It's like we have to have a coup and where the, the democracy actually takes control of mm-hmm. the democracy. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, we have to participate. Yeah. if we don't participate then that becomes extremely challenging
1: I think yeah I think you just touched on something that's probably big a big reason why things are just progressing the same or similarly is because of that right there is that we oh, now I lost my thought and my brain <laughs> eh? it's like a fucking you need to participate in democracy yeah participate in democracy um, um, and we're not we're apathetic we're apathetic about politicians and, and elections because we know they're crooked so Instead of changing the system, well, you we just sit there no- and do nothing.
3: Right? Well, and what, you know, I've ran in an election, Catherine's ran in an election, mm-hmm. and I think part of it, too, is if you don't trust any of the elections in your riding, well, run.
4: Mm-hmm. Like,
3: and the thing is, it can just, I did it for fun. Yeah. You know, when asked, what are you going to do if you win? Because, you know, at the time, I was having quite a bit of success, and it would have been a quite a big pay cut. And so my accountant asked, what would you do if you won? And I said, well, I've already thought about that. I'm running for the Green Party in Strathmore Brooks. <laughs> like <laughs> isn't not going to happen yeah.
4: right yeah.
2: but the but, more that but the more that we um you know feel compelled to participate mm-hmm. the more that we you know seriously are thinking about um either it, but we're thinking about how to do it from a strategic p- point of view like we could run as independents mm-hmm. have zero voice at the at the table or or maybe maybe we run for one of the parties even though we're not a fan of mm-hmm. you know the way the way the party system is but maybe that is a way to get us to the table because mm-hmm. without being without having people who are willing to challenge the system it doesn't change mm-hmm. but i think a lot of people are apathetic because they're they're not they haven't been also given a reason to participate yeah it's life is good enough for them Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, like, is it, is it good enough? Is good enough good enough, mm-hmm. right? And, but it's good enough so that well, they don't need to, mm-hmm. right? And um, they're not feeling it at that level. Yeah. And I don't know, it's, it's, it is not fun. I think that people who, who want to become part of the solution face their own, like, own challenges because we're highly scrutinized. Mm-hmm.
3: I think I'm, a, I'm again more optimistic on that. <laughs> we, we only need one member, whether you're a member of parliament or a member of the Legislative Assembly. As soon as you have your ass in that chair, and that provides you the funding to feed yourself for the mm-hmm. time that you're there, There, now you have the time to do the work, and Mm. then now you can hire the people with your budget to create the legislation on the things that you want to legislate on, Mm. and you can get them on the floor. And when you look at the laws that are passed in recent history in Alberta, there's only been one law that had unanimous vote, and it was Drever's Law, and she was at the time sitting as an independent so the thing is, when you get one member in there, mm. like the fifth column, which is just changing it from the inside, yeah. and you table a bill that no one, that many of the cabal or the deep state or these long-time political families mm. or corrupt people don't want, but it's public. They can't publicly come out against it. Now, mm. they could not vote yeah. or they could do things, but very few people, if, if it is right and true they're not going to be able to publicly say, I'm not going to do this right and true thing, Mm. right? So you don't need to have a whole team or a whole color scheme to go there. I agree. One person to write the laws and that puts all of them on trial. How are you voting on this
2: law? Mm. Now, what's frustrating, I think, I mean, that is a very simplistic, um, I think, way of looking at it i think that it's uh, it would be an ideal thing to happen and it could on something that's not not really controversial um but at the same time it doesn't matter because it's just these baby steps right it's like mm-hmm. how does it progress happen for anything yeah. for us as individuals or us as a collective it's through these things that we do that we take on and we may not mm-hmm. seem that we're making any progress but we actually are because and this this shift and this transformation and this shift in consciousness and awareness is a generational thing like Mm -hmm. i mean it's going to take time right like our and like i said our children i think are going to be um really key factors in that you know it's funny like the millennials get such a bad rap because they're you know, they don't want to work and they don't want to, you know, they don't want to work at all. They don't need a house and they're living with their parents and blah, blah, blah. But I kind of look at them and I'm like, well, I don't want to work fucking eight to five either. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't want to work a 60-hour work week, you know, and it's not that I don't have a work ethic. Mm-hmm. This is like, well, why do I need to? Like, you know, so instead Who of... Who wants
1: to work 60 hours a week?
2: Though? I don't. Like, <laughs> I... imagine living in a world where we... We, we could truly be, um, create, just, you know, like have enough food, create what it is that we want to create because we have the time and the freedom mm-hmm. to do so. When we wake up, we can actually spend time with our children, where we can actually read, where we could actually, you know, and do our own research, where we could have the time to paint mm-hmm. and it's not crammed into a 10-day freaking all-inclusive vacation in Mexico, <laughs> right? Like... Wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't we? Th- wouldn't our whole world be different? Mm-hmm. But we don't have that, right? But I think it's certainly possible to get to that sort of a timeline. Yeah. But we have to keep talking about it. We have to. And sometimes Mike and I get really ups- um, discouraged at the, at the how slow the pace is, but also um, how asleep people still mm-hmm. seem to be. But I think our role in this, in your role, in your podcast as well, um, our role in just bringing this information out to people is to disseminate it mm-hmm. and and not attach to it. And, and hopefully people will, it will start resonating with, and they'll mm-hmm. do their own research. Because we don't know what's true or what's not true. We know what resonates for us. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of people in this truth community will encourage you to do your own research. You know, we'll never be telling you you ought to believe in this mm-hmm. because this is the way it is. if you're hearing that kind of a message, a red flag should go up. You I know, can
1: pretty much guarantee it's a preacher telling you that.
2: <laughs> well yeah, or the government.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, or the government.
2: Yeah. I'm well the agent. other
3: the other thing too with the disclosure community is it is about your own experience. Mm. Like so if you are interested in seeing UFOs Like, at at contact in the desert, in the evenings, you could go out and see them. Mm -hmm. Because the contact off-planet, it's all about consciousness. Mm -hmm. And if you want to contact, you have to be without fear. There there are certain criteria. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's too much risk for for everyone at the cosmic law level. Mm -hmm. But if you are open-minded and you do experience or do the research, and you are get into these subject matters, yeah, you're going to have your own experience. Mm-hmm.
2: And tell them about our experience in Jamaica.
3: Well, in Jamaica, so we were in Jamaica, mm-hmm. and we were at the conference there. It was about consciousness and business.
1: Um, it was a terrible conference.
2: It, it was It wasn't our tribe, for sure. Yeah,
3: but we met some really cool people there. and We had some amazing conversations with those people. They had a really good time. But the event Catherine's talking about, is we were laying on the, on a, it was at night, that there was an event on the beach, uh, like a, a music and drinking and mm. dancing. So we were sitting on one of the beach chairs, loungers, uh, away from the party where it was quiet and staring at the sky. And, uh, and we both said at the same time, whoa, and we saw a UFO and it, mm. was, it was really interesting because it was really quite close to us, so it was like <coughs> definitely below the elevation that
2: uh, or an altitude that a passenger jet would fly. Mm-hmm. Like it literally popped into existence and then popped out with a tr- leaving a, a light a red trail behind it. Mm-hmm.
3: So like when it came, it all happened very quickly, but it happened in like a sequence. There was like this bright white light, mm-hmm. almost like a sphere or a disc, like a circle shape. Mm-hmm. And then when right when that was at its apex, you could see this little triangular craft, almost looked like a pot, like corn candy. Mm-hmm. Remember the corn candy? Yeah. And then then that little triangle craft ripped off on this like an angle out, like out of our atmosphere mm-hmm. um, leaving a trail of light and then then it all it was disappeared gone. to blackness. Yeah. So it was far out. was it just super far out like no super doubt. wild. Yeah. So we were always joking that they were up in their craft doing the same thing we were doing and then watching the wrong button they're like, oh (laughs) fuck, we popped into their reality. The cloak we shut the (laughs) clothing device off. Then they, you know, they hit the light speed button and
1: they're like, oh shit, we gotta go, we gotta go. (laughs) Don't let the people see us. Don't let them see us. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. That would be wild.
3: That was a neat experience.
1: Jesus.
2: Yeah, and we've had a couple of other, you know, like we both You know, I talked last year about um, our experience with ayahuasca Mm -hmm. and um, so that has been certainly part of our journey in terms Mm -hmm. of understanding who we are, Mm -hmm. um, both as souls, but how we fit into the system as well. And so, yeah, like it's been kind of fun. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun, actually, notwithstanding the information is a lot to take Mm -hmm. in. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, and then, you know, there's always elements of credibility. Like you say, you see a UFO or, mm. you know, and then um, like personally, I've had dream contact, mm-hmm. uh, which is mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, uh, I'm pretty certain that I've come across non-terrestrials like mm-hmm. on just in waking life, walking around, um, which is some really crazy experiences mm-hmm. to go through on a personal level.
2: Like this uh, Christmas we were in yeah. Shinock Mall and I said to Mike, Why don't we do this? Why don't we see if we can pick up who's not from this planet? Because there's there's the information that we have is that there are extraterrestrials, non terrestrials on our planet walking amongst us right now. Mm-hmm. And we either they can either shape shift or they can they can transform to um, through their own through their own um telepathy where they can cloak themselves or have have you th- see me as you they want you to see me mm. right that's one yeah. way of doing it or um and so we, we were kind of walking around chinook trying to pick up who might be uh an alien there's
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably a lot at chinook especially at christmas time
2: well we i didn't see any well we were we, yeah no? but but the thing is part of it what mike alluded to before or like said before was You know, being open to that contact, Mm. right? If you're open to the possibility, then you you can invite their interaction Mm -hmm. because they don't want to freak us out. You know, most people, most ETs that are here are actually helpful. Benevolent. Benevolent. Yeah.
1: So not like humans, (laughs) then.
2: Well, They're helpful and benevolent. (laughs) We could do another podcast another day on the reptilians, but, you know, in the Draco, which is... What time are we at?
1: Okay, we won't go there this time.
2: No, no, no. It's a something, it's, a, it's totally. A totally different. And it, mm. that whole subject matter is, is crazy. But, you know, a lot of people, if you, if people who want to look into it, just type, you know, like, don't type it in Google. Go to, like, DuckDuckGo search engine or something like that. But read, um, type in Draco, uh, Reptilians, and David Icke mm. as a good start.
3: As they start,
2: as they yeah. start, in terms of what that what those entities are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't I I don't I yeah David Icke's okay. I
3: kind of like Corey Goods' mm-hmm. interpretation of the Draco, um, or David the, Wilcock. David Wilcock's okay too. Okay. I like the idea though. The idea is so we have this word draconian,
4: mm-hmm.
3: right? So draconian. It, well, the word say sounds word, like yeah. like. That you're from somewhere, like mm-hmm. like a Torontonian, yeah. right? like you're from
1: Calgarian. Or yeah,
3: whatever. right? So yeah. that's very draconian. So it's like, well, where's Draco or who are the Draco or, mm-hmm. you know, like, like what, what is this word and where does it come from? And it's draconian is always very repressive and has all mm-hmm. of this energy and this weight, right? So it's like, well, it almost it?
1: sounds fascist kind of thing. Yeah. yeah,
2: controlling. Yeah, yeah, very controlling. Yeah, yeah.
1: So,
3: the, so like, so it's right in the word itself mm-hmm. is the Draco, uh, and we all know the word draconian. Like, where did it come from? Who are they? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so you can you can look explore it from a couple different yeah. points of view. Right?
1: And you guys do encourage people to look at it and to check it out, obviously, right? Like,
3: oh, for sure. Like yeah. for me, it's a curiosity, and it's like this ongoing thing, and and the Draco is just part of that. Yeah. You know, and the, the other side of it too is, it's not very. If you, you can't simply just say like all reptiles would be evil or bad, mm-hmm. like that—that's unfair as well. Yeah, I mean, just in modern culture, like the gecko in the in, in the.
2: Uh... So just bri- very briefly, the Draco reptilians—they are um, like a, a reptilian ET species. Like mm. that. Don't
1: so they're from somewhere
2: else from a Draco the Draco system. Oh, okay,
1: okay, but there's
3: many many different beings. Yeah, from from mm-hmm. that's from that, well that's a constellation of okay. Draco. Okay, um, I think it's a constellation, and there's a star there. There's, so there's many many planets with mm-hmm. many many beings with many species.
1: Okay,
2: yeah, and so um, part of what um, some people believe is that the Draco are are the Entities that are influencing the power structure on this planet, okay, and that they what they feed off of is loosh, which is um, fear, fear, hmm. and so when okay. you look at and so when you have that information and you look at all the fear we're all in right now, hmm. like you, you you know we're we're, we're sick, we're addicted, hmm. we're depressed, we're. I don't
3: all... like the language of it. We are. I think that that's an intention, but. I actually don't think that's the case.
2: Well, a lot of people are.
3: <clears throat> o- only because
2: uh,
1: so they're choosing that. But they might not know they're choosing it. That's okay, yeah. for sure. Right? Right. I think that's the most likely Yeah,
2: yeah so, yeah. but there's certainly the uh, heaviness, heavy energy, right? Mm. And one of the theories is, is that the reptilians or the Draco f- need that fear and that energy mm. in which to survive. That's their food. Mm. So the parallel on the on the bright side,
3: is like, so if you do the devil's work, you know, the devil's whatever, right or left hand, mm-hmm. right, then you get this extra power. So in the songs and mythology, that's how these people become fabulous guitar players, yeah. right? But at the same point in time, it's on the other side is if you do the light-handed work mm-hmm. and you work with the angels, you gain all of this power to do yeah. the light work, right? So it has to be looked at imbalance.
4: Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Because if you're willing then, to go to the yeah. dark,
3: you should, in my belief you should go to the light okay okay mm-hmm. that's fine and if that were true if that mm-hmm. is the case and i would choose to understand that then what's the balance yeah because this is a duality there has to be a
1: balance i think that's why it's good people or more people are talking about this is because yeah. there there hasn't been a balance it's not only has it seemed darker but it seems absurd right so yes. to balance out the absurdity i think we need that light Right. Because yeah, oh, the, there's certainly. that balance. And I, I get that's what we're kind of trying, hoping for, right? Is to get to a place of balance. Yeah. Um, but until, yeah, until that happens, it's going to be quite hard to get past the dark exterior of it, just because some of the information and the details of the information yeah. are the hard things to wrap the head around, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, because, and right, whether it was like purposefully or, or by accident, whatever happened we are the way we are today in terms of the populace, right? We're coming out of this cloud of ignorance. I say we, cause I definitely am coming out of a cloud of ignorance some days anyway. Um, but it's, it's, it's fascinating to me because we've just never had the two sided conversations.
2: No, we haven't. Right. Cause not, it's always been like this.
1: No, because someone says I've seen a UFO and then you have someone disprove that or attempt to disprove that, yeah. even though it's a very personal experience. Yeah. Right. And um, I don't know if it's like directly related, but I was just doing a little reading on Young and and he talks about he talked about um personal psychology versus everyone's psychology. Yeah. Right. And that the personal psychology is only what's at play unless you're looking at the generality. right Right. so this is what i'm getting now. when they when someone says i've seen the ufo whatever that looks like and then someone else says no you haven't (laughs) like you're obviously crazy so that's the only side of the story we've got
2: yeah Yeah. we have
1: not received the stories of the of the people who have been positively influenced not just by the by whatever life might be out there yeah but by the life around them
2: but you know what though david uh i I really i agree with you but like I said the like I said earlier the information is out there mm-hmm. if you want it yeah right because and and this it, I mean it, it goes beyond this like it goes to like people who have had near-death experiences mm-hmm. um, like this information exists if you want to look at it and if you want to spend the time to, to yeah. investigate it
3: yeah. well, and I think that's the best part about the internet is it's there because the the one-sided super as long as it's not being censored is what yeah. is well there's DuckDuckGo and other website yeah. browsers. Yeah, you're not gonna find a lot of. Stuff
4: yeah,
2: you on may not Google, Google mm-hmm. may not
3: let you find it, but DuckDuckGo yeah. stuff like that you can get it. But it's always existed, but it's not popularized in the mainstream media mm-hmm. because it doesn't create fear, it doesn't sell news, it's mm-hmm. you know it doesn't have this thing. But it's all, like from you can go to like on the light side, like a guy like Edgar Casey who's, mm-hmm. who who uh, goes into trance and contacts his higher self and through his higher self gains knowledge of whatever he wants he
2: was Mm -hmm. a medium in like the 30s
3: so he Hmm. would diagnose people would write him letters i'm dealing with this challenge or whatever so he would go into trance connect with through his higher self connect to who they are diagnose their ailment and give them the herbs and supplements to fix their ailment Hmm. so you can go if you have almost any health issue you can still go to edgar casey's there's still a foundation and they still operate it. And you can get, uh, if you have a certain diagnosis that someone has given you, you can go and compare that and find out what the herbal remedies would be from Mm -hmm. that time era. And there has been a lot of medical studies that have said, no, he was bang on and he helped and saved a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are these light workers here that are in contact with higher cells. Some people claim it to be aliens. Some people claim it to be angels. But we've been Mm -hmm. so believed, I mean, part of the
2: problem is, is, is learn is scrubbing scrubbing us our brains as well, right? Because we've been taught, you know, oh, conspiracy theory is bad. You're a conspiracy theorist as a being a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a psyop in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Even that, those two words put together. I mean, so we we just need to be a little bit more, I think, open,
4: yeah,
2: and willing to see a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we remain closed minded um, yeah. and not willing to to see something different, you know, nothing changes if nothing changes, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, there's a lot out there, and there's people who are living, breathing proof of of living a different way uh, and mm-hmm. being different, and having different experiences, and and it's real. Yeah, and it's possible.
1: I agree. It's possible yeah i agree it's possible likely maybe but you wouldn't like
3: like,
2: but in your it's inevitable i mean yeah in in the The awakening is this
3: twenty-six thousand year cycle is written about in a book called hamlet's mill and it literally is the mill workings or like a clock working of the celestial bodies Mm. like like when we went through the end of the mayan calendar that's literally when we passed the galactic the galactic central plane so in Mm. the center of the galaxy then you have all the rings, and they form a flat surface. Mm-hmm. Now the sun is traveling uh, around that flat surface, around in a circle around the galactic center. But it's also going up and down mm. below this plane. Yeah. When we cross through that plane at the end of the Mayan calendar, that's when the calendar has an end. It flips over into the new count, mm-hmm. and then we go into the new count. We entered into the higher energy uh, area of um, space. Mm-hmm. Uh, NASA calls it cosmic fluff um, or the cosmic cloud and they've measured it certain particles within the cloud can be thousands of degrees centigrade and they can have huge magnetic fields mm-hmm. so we're going to this highly magnetized highly charged uh, particular dense portion of space yeah. with our entire solar system and this is what is changing this is the, the literally the physics of what is changing our planet, our our our, our atmosphere, our climate. Mm-hmm. All of the planets and spheres in our solar system are changing. That's why climate change is really like with CO two is such mm-hmm. a farce. Um So you can go and look at all the different changes on all these different planets. Uh, you know the the storm on Jupiter is a different color and a different mm-hmm. size. The clouds on different planets are more dense. Um, and you can go through all of the, Pluto's all of the heating different up. planets. Mm-hmm. Pluto currently is traveling away from the sun and getting hotter.
2: So, mm-hmm. and all the all the planets in our in our solar system are are getting hotter. Yeah, and, the, and so, uh, but what what Mike was talking about the planet with the uh, mind calendar too. A lot of people think that you know there was going to be this big like revolutionary mm-hmm. you know change, and I don't know what their thought, but. End of the world, right? End of the world, but really, what what a lot of people believe too is that it was a change. It's actually the start of the shift in the consciousness Mm -hmm. and thinking of of, and and seeing things differently. And so Corey Good, for instance, is a person that we've referred to a couple of times, and David Wilcock. What I really like about their message is that at the end of the day, their message is this: there is no savior. Mm -hmm. You are your own savior, and you will find the answers within go within and it's about meditation and it's about being calm mm-hmm. and it's about being in a state of love forgiveness and service to others and and i and i love that that's what aa teaches that's mm-hmm. what um you know all all i think religions from a, when they're balanced and they're not being you know like used against us
4: mm-hmm.
2: i think that that teaching is the unit is a universal teaching and that we will find our own happiness, our own contentment from being within, from finding it from within, mm-hmm. where we, we won't need anything external, alcohol, drugs, shopping, sex, blah, 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 in order to satisfy those things. But we find it within and that, we'll, and that we are shifting as a humanity to go in that direction. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what is um, uplifting and um, optimistic about yeah. where we are going. And um, because it wasn't this big, like, you know, burning bush moment for humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the mind calendar shift was, it is the shift in consciousness and mm. how we look at things. And it's happening, right? Yeah. That's just,
1: interesting. Yeah. It's yeah.
2: super interesting. And that's yeah. just kind of what resonates for me.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You guys, how you doing? Good.
2: Yeah, well, I, I think you, what I
1: gathered, like honestly, if I could throw it out there, just you gotta have an open mind and dig into the information that's available, right? Like, yeah,
2: well, and you can kind of guess, like it's there's so much information that you possibly could talk about, and <clears throat> a lot of a lot of the stuff that we watch are people who are citizen journalists and mm-hmm. um, who are have, who are developing their own content by doing their own research and putting their own shows mm-hmm. together, usually on YouTube. Now, YouTube is becoming so censored um, that that um, a lot of this content is wiped out, and you can't find it. You have to be very specific in terms of how you would search mm. for something in order to get it, uh, if you can get it at all. And that's the same with Google. And so you have to wonder why why is this information being censored and why is it being suppressed? Mm. There's a there's an agenda behind that. But if you can, but if you can get that information, and you can get it from other sources. There there are books out there. Yeah. There um, Gaia dot is another. Um, pro, um, network that we've watched in the past that um you know has a lot of content that Mm -hmm. revolves around this even you know you know even when you look at movies and you look at the symbolism within movies Mm -hmm. and you can you know maybe think that you know it's not really hollywood may not be what it seems to be anyway it's all it's all interesting and it's all stuff that we i think need to just continue to talk about Mm -hmm. but we could literally talk about this these subject matters for days Mm -hmm. like there's no ending and often mike and i get into our own worlds and we have spent you know many 12 or 24 hour sessions where we just consume information and Mm. try to sort it out
1: for ourselves yeah wow that's intense research well, yeah, I
2: mean, there's a lot to
1: go through.
3: There's right? a lot to go through. There's an entire history of the solar system. There's an entire history of humanity. There's mm-hmm. an entire new world of physics. Um, like it's just everything that you've learned. It's almost like Yoda says, right? Like you have yeah. to learn to you have to unlearn that which you have learned because mm-hmm. it's an entirely different thing. So if you think you're forty years old and you spent this much time learning this much stuff,
1: mm-hmm.
3: I mean, literally, there's that much in the game.
1: Yeah, of alternative information.
3: That, that exists over well,
1: there. Well, there's we're far more in, information that I don't know about. Oh, exactly. Right. Well, yeah, and in I Canada do.
2: too, like we, a lot of our, a lot of the people that we get our content from is from the States.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And so it, it has... CBC. It certainly has a, the United States slant on it, right, mm-hmm. in perspective. and and But that's not to say, like we have our own cabal, like Canada's part of the cabal here. You know, we have our own factions here that we want to talk about. And... Uh, that are connected internationally as well. But we all are affected um, by the same universal laws as the people down south. It doesn't Mm -hmm. really matter what the border says. So um, I think what Mike and I are planning on doing, what we've been talking about anyway, is putting together our own either podcast or YouTube channel about having just this kind of a conversation, just like we are doing tonight, Mm -hmm. just to talk about it. Or maybe bringing the conferences up to Canada. Um, As part of it, Uh, the community, from what I can gather, is smaller in Canada, but we have less of a population. Mm -hmm. But I I think um, if I just dug around a little bit more, I think that there's way more people out there that thinks very similar to the way we are thinking. And we just don't have that conversation. Yeah. I mean, like how I met Mike was I we were at a kid's birthday party and I just turned to him and I said, so do you believe in UFOs? Or have you had any experience with UFOs mm-hmm. or uh, extraterrestrials? And he was kind of like, what kind of question is that? <laughs> Who asked <laughs> me that kind of
1: question? He's like, this is a setup. This is a trap. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, and I hadn't shared any of that information.
2: So, mm-hmm. so it was, you know, like, up. it's not something that you just... <laughs> that is. Usually it's not like the first... I don't know what's on Tinder anymore, but, you know, if you put that on your profile, that would be like... You you, ne- you never know. You might get the actually the person that you actually want to have a conversation with. Yeah. <laughs> well, we should get people in. that
1: were like interested in the same things.
2: Yeah. They well, also
1: might be less desirable.
2: Well, but it got to the point for me when I was learning this and my, I hadn't met Mike yet. Um, I created a meetup group and it was more political at that point. But because um, you know you kind of find in within all this information. For me, anyway, my experience is like some of it I am more interested in than other things. Mm-hmm. So um, it's the ge- geopolitical stuff I get really interested in. Yeah. Um, it's more tangible. I can relate to it because it's happening with our current government right mm-hmm. now, the suppression and the ridiculousness. So I can relate to that. And, um, and I feel like there's something you can actually do about it. But mm-hmm. I have really enjoyed my experience with learning about my higher self. Mm-hmm. That's the fun part about it, right? Like, yeah. for me, I just, that is what gives me hope, yeah. is is that, you know.
1: I think, and I think that's what gives us all hope, right? Like, I think that's what the search for God is all about. Yeah. It's really about the search for that higher self, right? That mm-hmm. higher being. I mean, people don't want to word it that way, because then it's like, oh, yeah, but you're not God, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But we're all part of that well, you same know what? system, right? I, I so, came
2: to realize, like, you know, I was like, oh, you know, what's my purpose here? and What am I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. And, and all that stuff. Right. And I, and I was really not finding success the way I thought I needed to find Mm -hmm. success, the way society determines how I am to be successful. You know, you have to write a book and you have to like have your blah, blah, blah YouTube channel. And then you have to speak and charge $17.97 and get people to buy your program. And that's Mm -hmm. how you get rich. You know, it's like the Tony Robbins formula. And so I, but I, 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 found that I was relating my success to the success of how we on this planet currently define success. Mm -hmm. And what I realized is that really my calling, I believe for myself is to have these conversations Mm -hmm. is to seek the truth. And I think a lot of people's are, and that took a lot of pressure off of me to have this like, like kick-ass corporation and this you know where i'm making tons of dough you know i all of a sudden it shifted my perspective in terms of really w- my purpose mm-hmm. and i think it is to go it is going within it is to be um um reacquainting ourselves with who we really are mm-hmm. yeah but that's an internal thing yeah and that's not an easy thing to do
1: that's hard as shit yeah and most people don't want to do that no,
3: and I think there's a lot of harsh critics. Like when you start to equate these these ideas of the inner that inner going inside your inner self, mm-hmm. from there f- connecting with your higher self, and then eventually moving into infinite intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, and gaining access to Godhead or something like this. Yeah, whatever you
1: might call it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Exactly. So people say, "Well, you're not God." But then you know you got to go back to those are the same people that read the same book because when I read it, it was like. Break the stone and I am there, cleave the wood that I mm. that cleave the wood and I am there. Mm-hmm. What these things that you see me do, you can do and more. Mm-hmm. You know, like so. If you go back to the teachings of Jesus, that's what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's that's what he's saying. Yeah. He's saying you are the same as him. It's and everything. people refer to him as God or the mm-hmm. Holy Trinity. It's like we are. Like, and mm-hmm. I so I think that we have to stop browbeating ourselves into this, you know, this little beaten. Piece of meat where we can't be God, we can't yeah. succeed, you know, we, and we have this victim mentality. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, we literally are an individual consciousness of the one infinite creation or God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we are an individual component. We're like one neuron. Yeah, we're just a part of it. But we're God witnessing itself, and mm-hmm. God can be everything and all that is. You know, that's so what I always
1: thought when they said that God created man in his image. I thought that's exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It made more sense like that, that we're just bits of God, right? Yeah. We're all totally. all of us. Totally.
2: Well, you we are. I like
3: that, you know, when you in physics it, it's the same as the Bible. Like when it says in the beginning was nothing. So you mm-hmm. had a void of blackness or the quantum vacuum fluctuation. Mm-hmm. Then there was the word. Well, what is word? Word is vibration, right? So then you have a vibration inside mm-hmm. of this blackness or this quantum flux so you have a vibration and then there was light light is a photon well absolutely every piece of matter that exists is made of photons Mm -hmm. so you have this you have this esoteric teaching that your cosmology but it is literally the same as physics Mm -hmm. and i think if if you can lean on the reality fractal
2: mathematics and
3: fractal mathematics so inside so the mean. so people say well they haven't unified physics right there's this fractured thing and mm-hmm. so there is there's this there's everything that's taught in the mainstream and universities and all of that but those that science hasn't been updated for like 50 60 years mm-hmm. now you can go to work new work like lisi and the sim Haramine, specifically in the sim Haramine and physics has been unified mm-hmm. so there's holding a nucleus together there's this thing called the strong force so you're taught in physics and university oh well we're not supposed to concern ourselves with what that is, it's just a strong force. Now, what Nassim has done and written papers on that are publicly accepted, peer reviewed, i.e., there's no mistakes in the mathematics, mm. that inside of the nuclei is a black hole. That black hole is what is the strong force. Mm. So now you can create a linear progression from the very tiny, from quanta, mm-hmm. all the way up, like from quanta to uh, photons. To human beings, mm-hmm. to uh, stars, basically and any and kind of matter,
2: any massive
1: matter.
3: Yeah, there's a specific division. Mm-hmm. So the smallest pixel is the quant- the Planck's constant. That's the smallest wave. that
2: we've been possible. able to yeah. measure
1: thus far. Yeah, in well, this it dimension, it is the
3: smallest in this in Density. our physical reality. Yeah. It is the smallest measure of meaning. Mm-hmm. There's nothing smaller in this reality. Yeah. In our reality. In yeah. our reality. Yeah. And then it's pixelated on the size of the photon. So what mm-hmm. he was able to do is, is identify or predict the charge radius of a photon, which was then, after he did that, then the Haldron Collider pre, uh, calculated or observed the same phenomena through mm-hmm. observation, created the calculations to measure it, and the numbers are um, like near to identical. Mm-hmm. So this math is working both in observation, both mathematics, and, and in In uh, the lab, and so what it's saying is that the center of very specific um, sizes, there is a black hole. So, Mm. and we are one of them. In when we form the first cell to form is our heart, and then everything forms around it, and everything spirals around it. So everything grows out of this spiral, Mm. and this is a black hole. So when you literally say go within yourself, and through yourself you can gain infinite knowledge. Mm. Well, it literally, is take your consciousness through your black hole into the quantum fluctuation, mm. and then from there you have access to go anywhere, to be anything. So this is the same. This is how astral travel works. Us, and, and this has been widely proven. So they used astral travel to move their consciousness through space time to go out and observe Jupiter because they knew Cassini was going by there. And What's they observed, Cassini? Uh, it was a satellite, NASA mm. satellite. Okay. So they knew it was going by. They said, so let's go make some observations. Right? Let's take, let's astral travel or remote view is what military calls it, remote mm. view. Let's go there, make some observations that couldn't be done otherwise. And then when the satellite goes by, we'll prove the efficacy of this. Mm. So they did. They went there and observed rings. And with, with telescopes and everything else, you can't see them because, you know, because of the limits of refraction. Mm-hmm. You just literally can't peel the light apart far enough to see that small yeah.
1: uh, pixel. From that distance, right? From
3: this distance. Yeah. So they went there, observed it, came back. They reported the results to no fanfare. Then the Cassini goes by, sees it, and they're like, "See, we told you we can do this." Mm -hmm. And so it's been proven over and over and over and over and over and over again. You just have to be willing to see it. Mm -hmm. And so you have these divisions, right? You have a photon, for example, you have a, which is kind of the base unit of matter, Mm -hmm. the first bit of light. Then you have like a human being. Then you have like a sun. Then you have like galaxies or Mm -hmm. quasars. So you have, in the law of one term is going opposite, you have the logos, you have the sub-logos, and then we are sub-sub-logos. Mm. So we are a division of the consciousness that is capable of creation. So unlike um, unlike beings that maybe are sentient, but they're maybe not creator beings, mm. right? So they go about their business, you know, whether it's a fish or a dog or whatever, mm. Um and they don't create much. They live their life. They serve their purpose. They do everything. It's mostly instinctual. Yeah. We're different. We create things. We take our environment and we create things. We, we take an imagination, an idea, and we turn it into physical reality. Mm. That's a unique thing in in in, uh,
1: For humans, in yeah.
3: existence. Mm. Um, so we've got to stop smashing ourselves into this idea that we're not God and we're not these things. Mm. Because if you approach it with a level of, austerity or a level of consciousness
4: mm-hmm.
3: where you're not saying you're God what you're saying is that you're a creator being mm-hmm. and that is an extreme value an extreme importance mm-hmm. and you're here to both observe and witness for the infinite one as as the one neuron but you're also here for that neuron to either gain in health or lose in health like you're serving out a karma of your own personal existence. Mm-hmm but you get to choose what that is too. So you're not you're not you're not predestined. I mean, this is how I believe. Yeah. Cool. So I think through this disclosure, you can get closer and closer to this information
1: because mm-hmm.
3: you're not going to get it in university and you're not going to get it on CBC. Mm-hmm. But it is there. You just have to look for it.
1: I look for it. And
3: if you're curious, it's like this never-ending tunnel of information or mm-hmm. rabbit hole.
1: Oh my God, it sure is. And, and it's what we can so do is we
2: can fun. also like I don't know how this... We can give our email addresses and stuff as well, to Yeah, give them to the Darcy and... People, if people have any questions about, you know, sources or where to mm-hmm. maybe point in the direction or just to even have a conversation, because it's so important, I think, that we yeah. talk about all of this and and that we, you know... Yeah, I... I, 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 I you know, like, how long has it been? Two hours, Darcy? Two hours. And it feels like we've been, I mean... Talking for 15 minutes, mm-hmm. I don't know for you. That's how it's felt for me. The anyway. only
1: reason I know it's been close to two hours because I had to pee so bad. Like, that's the only reason I know. We <laughs>
2: gotta wrap up.
1: Yeah, yeah, so we'll but, wrap
2: up. But yeah, no, it's um, I thank you for having us um talk about this because I, mm. I, at first, I was like, well, I don't know. Really, we don't really have our YouTube channel up yet, and. Um, I'm like, well, what what are we gonna talk about? But I mean, I was kind of silly because we talk about this all the time without yeah. any problems. <laughs>
1: I didn't think it was gonna be an issue. I just didn't. Yeah. No. and I'm I'm really glad it wasn't. Thank you guys for coming. Yeah, and,
2: thank you for having
1: us. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you guys. Um and just so anyone out there listening, um, whenever this comes out, like just try to keep an open mind, right? Try and keep an open mind about towards things you may not have heard before, but also towards things you may have thought were bad before or wrong before and and one of the things i'm going to use as an example of this is like one something that we did have a little discussion about at some point but in general like cannabis i'm going to take right. cannabis as an example because we were all told cannabis is bad all of us yeah forever forever and there's lots of like obviously underhanded shit that went into that right lots of stuff but the reality is we we find out it's not so bad
2: Right. Yeah, it may not be so bad, and it's uh, may not be so
1: bad for some,
2: right? For some, and also yeah. what I've learned about it, you know, from my personal experiences, you know, you know, uh, drugs in general or plant medicine in general. Anyway, I don't mm-hmm. see all drugs as being equal. For sure, there's some that are destroyed. I for don't sure. even think
1: of cannabis as a drug
2: anymore. No, maybe. it's 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 not, and it's it's something that is. I've had my eyes open as well, and for me, a lot of it has been about my intention, mm-hmm. about where I am, and how I want to use it if I want to use it and what why am I doing that and mm. again when I was 20 I didn't ask myself those mm. questions I just wanted to get rip and high yeah so or drunk mostly drunk because alcohol was mine but yeah we're learning but you know like cannabis used to be a part of medicine
1: yeah and I mean that more as our society right like yeah separate from us individually but like as a society we're just our our mindset is changing and I, I just, I hope people can look at all of this different information, even though the details of the information might be far out. Cause I keep saying that, but that's because it is to me. Like it's, there's no question about it, but it doesn't mean it's wrong.
4: Exactly. That's, that's
1: what I'm trying to get across is that just because something might seem far out, doesn't mean it's wrong. It doesn't mean that I know anything. It doesn't mean that I have a better answer because I fucking don't <laughs> like <laughs> the reality is, is that, There are so many possibilities on this planet for for reality to be whatever it is, right? That I'm just not going to claim I know anymore. Well, and
2: but I think that's the the fucking point anyway. The (laughs) more you do know, though, I love this. The more I know, the less I know, Mm -hmm. right? And having you know, being in that position of having that being in a humble position, right? Mm -hmm. That humility of just not knowing, right? And but seeking and and looking at things possibly without judgment Mm -hmm. like that would be that's what's super cool yeah
3: well i look at it like if there's seven billion people on this planet there's seven billion truths and so truth is a choice Mm -hmm. and we can choose to think something is not true we can choose to think something is true it doesn't make it more or less true Mm -hmm. truth is an individual thing yeah
2: and all and i mean for us like like the flat earthers, for instance, like that will probably never be my truth, but those people really believe it to be their yeah. truth, you know, and I don't know like yeah. I, why well, I, for me, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't yeah. resonate for me, but I'm not at all bothered by them thinking the world is oh, flat.
1: Yeah. It doesn't keep okay. me up at night. That's for sure. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Like, I don't care. Yeah.
1: Cause I don't think they're out there trying to convert people into like flat, <laughs> are they Darcy?
0: I don't. know. Are they man. rounding I don't pay people up? To flat <laughs> yeah,
1: you do. Don't lie.
0: <laughs> I know they have a sign and coming back from Edmonton, they have a
3: billboard yeah. on the side of the highway.
1: Yeah, and I heard they actually have a billboard they paid for. It. We talked about that at dinner. Yeah. I think.
3: I would. Yeah. I, I would think that. Well, you could just ask. Go inside and astral travel. Get mm. outside of our atmosphere and have a look. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> see if it's <laughs> flat. <laughs> have a personal experience. Yeah. And then you will be able mm-hmm. to self-identify with a flat Earth. Totally. spheroid earth
1: and, and frankly if you believe the earth is flat or you believe that um, I don't know dogs can talk or whatever like if you believe that and you're not hurting people I don't give a shit like I really don't
2: well and that's just it, right like I, I like the it's become a lot easier to manage this information and not take it personally mm-hmm. when people are so resistant to this information like not always like some days are mm-hmm. better than others for me and I get really emotionally attached to whatever. Um, or frustrated at the level of um, unwillingness to see something mm-hmm. different, but for the most part, I like I like it when I'm able to detach from it and just mm-hmm. say, "Well, I don't know." Like you can, I don't know. You can believe whatever you want to believe. Yeah. It's not going to impact me. But this is what I believe to be true. Yeah. And um, really leave it because all we need is to plant a seed, right? Mm-hmm. And some sometimes it will germinate, and sometimes it right away and sometimes it just takes a while and sometimes never and i do think that there's people on this planet that will never awaken Mm -hmm. like that is not their karma to play out here on this planet yeah but i think that there are a lot of people being born on this planet now and that are on this planet specifically um who are open to this Mm -hmm. and our job is to change the frequency is to raise the vibration is to um Raise the consciousness and, and so, have these conversations. So some people say to me, "Well, what can I do about it?" And like they're talking about like a revolution or mm. picketing at city hall or whatever. And that's one form of it. But um, what I've learned is that the answer that I give is, "Well, I'm going to try to raise my consciousness." Mm-hmm. People don't like that because it's not sexy.
1: Well, and because nobody it's, can agree on what consciousness is. Right? Exactly,
2: like, yeah. but for me, it's a it's a becoming. If I can get in touch with who I am as a soul, and find contentment in that, then I think that I will. Ha- that will be the measure of success of my life. And I can't even believe that I'm actually talking like that um, as a third density being. Mm.
3: There was something I, I need to say is that the thing that for the benevolent beings, whether you mm. call them angels or aliens or Nordics or whatever you want to call them. Anshar. Anshar. Whatever, right? Whatever your idea is of higher self, benevolent or positive. Mm. Uh, any benevolent or higher positive being will be operating under very similar criteria mm. that they will not infringe upon our free will. So if you want to know if they exist, you just have to ask. And, mm. and we as a surface population, we have to invite them. So mm. if we invite help from our angels or our off-planet friends or mm. family, uh, if we invite them, when enough human beings invite them, then our collective conscious, as Jung called it, or the or, mm-hmm. our social memory conscious, social memory complex, as a singular entity, we will invite them and mm-hmm. that and that will bring this awakening, this human evolution on faster. Mm-hmm. So if these ideas are resonating, then just take the moment. Form the words and then just invite them, however you want to invite them. Mm. Uh, in your mind is one. Verbally is going to have more power. If we write it down, it has more power. The more you make it a physical. Reality. But don't
2: be disappointed if they don't show up like right today, like you know, right now. Mm. But it's one of those things. Don't be surprised if they don't. But uh, exactly, like don't be surprised if they do. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, yeah. just keep doing it, right? It's like anything exactly. else, like the power of prayer. Why does prayer work? Well, I don't know, but. It changes my mind after, yeah. you know, Yeah. Well, it's like Well, it's
3: like yoga or like anything, right? Mm-hmm. The first time you go skiing, you're not going to go down the Black yeah. Diamond. The first time you do yoga... Exactly,
2: it's a practice. The
1: ...downward
3: yeah. dog's not going to be correct. Yeah. Right? So this whole thing with inviting is to continuously invite. Mm-hmm. And that's going to change. I think if you practice it... Mm-hmm. Make it as an experiment. It doesn't have to be a belief. It can be an experiment. Mm-hmm. Say, if I invite help from my higher self or help from God or mm-hmm. help from angels, if I invite a higher being or a higher level experience into my life to help me,
4: mm-hmm.
3: whatever it is, I do it as an experiment, for example, and see yeah. if your life improves over a period of time or if your attitude or your mindset improves. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be a belief. You can treat it like a personal experiment. Mm-hmm. And I would suggest that because that's how I treat it. And the yeah. results are tangible.
1: Yeah. No, it's true. And I, I I agree. Like try to keep things away from belief and turn them into ideas. Keep them yeah. as ideas that you can evolve and and change and adjust, right? Like, yeah, that's been the most helpful for me. What do you got to say over there, big guy? I'm good, man. Are you good? I'm good. How, what time are we at? Two hours ten minutes, or two, two hours uh, fifty. Nice. Yeah, cool. Nicely done. All right. We'll have to edit some of that out. Um, yeah. Good work, team. Yeah. Good work, team. Awesome. All right. So, do you want to stop it? Sure.
2: Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Thank Dave. you, guys.
1: Thank you for tuning in this week to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Please stay tuned every Wednesday as we air another episode. Thank you for your time. And please, if you're in trouble, reach out. If you need to contact us at www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca or you can look for us on Facebook under Freedoms Path Recovery Society. Thank you again for tuning in. Please stay tuned for upcoming groups, activities, and podcasts.